0: Hey everyone, Joshua here with the One Foot Down Podcast, and hey, look around. It's the holiday season. Merry Christmas, happy holidays, happy Hanukkah, happy Kwanzaa, whatever you got going on, it doesn't matter. What you should have going on is comfort, and you can do that right now if you head on over to Homefield Apparel, homefieldapparel.com, use the code ONEFOOT to save 15% off your first order. And by the way, there is way more deals going on right now. HomeField Apparel is doing the 12 days of HomeField. They've already done $45 mystery boxes for hoodies. And these hoodies, man, I can't get enough of them. Uh, I got five, four, five, whatever it is. I got enough to last. Uh, super comfortable. They're coming, they got all these joggers out. They have the core collection right now that's blank. Get your wife a cricket. Uh, get yourself a cricket. Make whatever you need to go. All sorts of stuff going good. Uh, Homefield Apparel, HomefieldApparel.com. It's where you need to go to get the goods, to get the good stuff to give to Christmas. You got a white elephant gift? I don't know. You know somebody that went to Fairfield? They just opened up a new basketball arena. Y'all want to go there and party? They got great Fairfield Stags gear there. I got a hoodie from there. It's fantastic. Get on over Homefield Apparel, HomefieldApparel.com. Save you that money. Be the hero on Christmas. Get the good gear. Get the comfortable stuff. Do it now. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the OFT podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Voles, site manager, emperor, supreme warlord, and defender of the faith over at onefootdown.com on the SV Nation Network. And joining me once again is the Commissioner Jude Seymour and the Chief Inspector Brennan Linden. Fellas, Vermont does not want us there. Vermont is a state that I don't <coughs> believe wants to be a part of the Union. I mean, they might as well be South Carolina uh, pre-Civil War. Uh, it is so bad that they... De- they would take my, my route from Syracuse to Moosehead Lake in Maine and make me go to Boston all the way around Vermont to come up. I don't get it. I go this I have, conversation. I I, did, whole, I, I tweeted that out and I cannot believe the responses.
2: It's you probably saved yourself by not going through Vermont. Have you ever, Jude, have you driven through Vermont? I can't say that I've driven through Vermont, but i driven around Vermont for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so so I've driven around through, Vermont. Right. So I drove through Vermont.
3: Um, I flew into Burlington um, at my old job And I had to drive uh, two hours from Burlington through, through Vermont. And you know how in, in Ohio and in Michigan, like squirrels dart out into the road and uh, you hit a squirrel and it's like, nah, it's just like a bump. in Vermont like on the side of the road. And then I almost hit one are like, I don't know, duffel bag sized beavers, (laughs) <laughs> that would just destroy the alignment of your car. And I took a picture of my shoe next to one of them. Like I pulled over on the side of the road because I was like, are you kidding me with this beaver? It was, you know, I wear a size 10 and a half shoe. And the beaver was I, like twice the size of my shoe. So you saved your alignment. Well, you probably would have hit a beaver.
0: Well, uh, yeah, but that's, that's, a, that's not a great comparison because like around here, like here. L- let me tell you about raccoons. Oh, let me tell you about suicidal raccoons. Dude,
3: just, raccoons are not even remotely as just like
0: this thing was a chonky boy. No, no, no. Like so. <laughs> so Black, Black Friday, many moons ago, uh, I've been mean, we're in our my wife's driving uh, the Accord and I'm in a different vehicle. I can't remember what the hell I was driving. This time. So anyway, anyways, she hits a dog on the way home, fucks up the front end. And this is late at night. So anyways, take it, take it out to the body shop. They fix it. Two days later, I'm driving down, driving to work, and I see this raccoon. And sure enough, this suicidal motherfucker the size of a bear just jumps out in front and smokes that front end and smashes it the same way as that dog did. exact same way. And I just said to hell with it. Didn't get it fixed. About three days later, another raccoon jumps out in front of me wanting to end his life because he had a bad deal with fucking cyber currency probably. And I mean, they're just, so the raccoons are just as bad. So I'm okay with the beavers. And I just want to know what the fuck Vermont's hiding. Like, uh, they're said, hiding, right. they're
3: hiding the beavers. I, I just put it in the, in the call chat here. My shoe next to this beaver on the side of the road.
2: Oh,
1: wow. Like,
3: I've
2: hit
1: entire big, families. Yeah. I've hit entire beaver. families
2: that's, of, of that is uh, a big beaver. That is a <laughs> Caddyshack and a half beaver right there. People oh. don't understand you know what,
0: how big they are. And you that you know thing like is flattened. You know what that is? Well, first of all, that's the pot art. And second, <laughs> and second second, of all, that's a metaphor for Notre Dame recruiting oh, uh, in this God. cycle.
2: <laughs> so, Joshua, just real quick, I think the reason they're taking you around Vermont is they don't want you to have to get on a ferry in December.
3: Oh, yeah. Those are not.
2: Yeah, that would Didn't not be that would not be getting across Lake oh. Champlain at this time of year would not be that fun.
0: So. So. So to come. So to go across. Vermont, I would have to get on a ferry. I would absolutely have to. Um, no.
3: I, when I was in Vermont, I took a ferry. <laughs> that is funny you mentioned it. I did
0: take a ferry when I was there.
2: Yeah, but there's a pretty popular ferry that goes from a Plattsburgh, New York, to a Burlington, Vermont. So,
0: I mean, Correct me if I'm wrong. Is it, Wasn't it Super Troopers based in Vermont? It was uh, Vermont, right? Yeah, that was, was in New Hampshire. What, yeah, no, Jed Bartlett's from New Hampshire. The Super Troopers are from Vermont. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I just think that I just think this is part of the super trooper mafia that is just trying to keep people out of Vermont altogether. So no one has to do any of their jobs. Right. meow. like it's, it's like the village, <laughs> right? It, it's, it's M. Night Shyamalan.
1: I, I don't buy any other reason. I don't I don't uh, I don't see any flaws in your logic. Other than,
2: you know, either.
3: Also, the beavers. That fucking beaver is huge. That <laughs> thing was bigger than
2: my corny. <laughs> it looks like a duck platypus. I mean, that thing is huge. Oh,
0: my you goodness. People don't understand how big beavers are. So did you take that home? Like, don't you just put the that... The beaver? Home? Yeah. No, I mean, I would have had to have checked it
3: in. Would it would have on, I guess.
0: Yeah. Oof. Oh, you were flying. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... See, that's why pickup trucks are nice. You just throw that fucker in the back and take that baby on home. Because, I mean, there's a whole – I mean, Beaver – this whole country's economy was based on Beaver for, for Beaver what, helped. 50, 60 years? 50, 60 years at least? Maybe a, maybe yeah. Yeah, a century?
2: Yeah, would've, you have got some good Wopum for that, I think, right? right? In Indian yeah.
0: War. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I mean, you can at least get enough money to make a nice bag to go get yourself, like – I don't know, a three-star safety. <laughs> but you're probably gonna need in the future. Maybe oh. the kitchen staff
3: stopped up in uh, Vermont and got a uh, got some beaver pulsator to get uh
0: Shuler. I mean just I mean double I mean just double it up. Get that get that syrup too, throw that in. That's a I mean a dead beaver and some maple syrup is a hell of a thing uh to come knocking on the door with. It's one of a kind, that's for sure. <laughs> I mean, you would be remembered uh, in this life and the next. You would beaver remembered? Oh, yeah. you beaver believe it. or
2: <laughs> Don't stop. Uh, <laughs> oh,
0: uh. <laughs> now it's about to get bad. So we're
2: right. going to talk about recruiting, right? Or the New Mexico, I, Bowl, one of the two, I'm sure.
0: Everything, Jude, fucking everything. Perfect. And just to let people know, I don't care if Jude Young's tonight. Because I had this written on my calendar, uh, I didn't remind anybody about this podcast being recorded. <laughs> but I, I knew what we said it was going to happen, and then it was, there's there's me out there roping them all up, like come on boys, it's like trying to get the dogs to come in when there's like two like two or three dead squirrels out there. But leave them alone. Come on inside. I got I got Alpo over here. I left. I uh, left my wife to fold the
3: rest of the kids' laundry, which, as you know, is a never-ending cycle of pain and, there's and torment. Just,
2: there's no such
0: thing as the end of kids' laundry. It's just- Listen, if if we weren't so late, this podcast probably would have started with the wash machine running behind because that's exactly what was going on, boys. I got a huge pile on the couch right now that needs folded, and another huge pile in the uh, wash machine. Ryan had to wear the the same pair of jeans two days in a row because uh I had I had. Slacked on just a couple of days worth of laundry. The next thing you know, I was like, "What do you mean you have no pants? Like, I Wait feel like second. I spend like four hundred bucks a month. Is on like clothes for the kids. Yeah, is wearing I mean, the same know, pair of jeans. They never tell you that
3: with kids. wearing they never. They never tell you.
2: I'm sorry. Is wearing two pair of jeans the same pair of jeans two days in a row a a, a foul? Because I wear the same pair of jeans five days in a row. I think I mean, you're supposed to.
3: For, I think for with kids. jeans you're supposed to do it.
0: With yeah. kids, I think it's a little different. Like me, I'll wear the same pair like two or three days in a row uh, because I am a man. I,
2: I literally throw on a pair on Monday, uh, and they will be my Monday through Friday attire at work
0: unless well, I get my a thing,
2: stain on them or something.
0: My thing is I don't wear them long enough. Like I'm in shorts most days <laughs> at most times. <laughs> You're like my son. You know? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I wear jeans out of just like – I wouldn't Did even say I, out of necessity. Basically, it's so people don't give me that look when I walk into the gas station.
2: <laughs> Did I tell like, you the, the, the deal I worked out with my 10-year-old? He wants to wear shorts oh. every single day, right? And the, now we're in the teens. Well, we're in the 20s. Love it. Sometimes Love it. the teens when you, we first wake up or whatever. That is an American and so, boy. And so I said to him, like, look, I, I just – like, I will get a phone call, right? I'm not, I'm not taking that phone call for you. It's just not worth it to me. So So you guys don't live in Ohio. So you got to wear you got to wear pants to school. And so he figured out this ingenious thing where he now wears his snow pants to school and immediately sheds them and wears T-shirts and shorts the whole rest of the day. Oh,
0: bravo. Bravo. That's just smart. Bravo. (laughs) See, you're worried about the school calling you art. It, here in Ohio, it's expected that your children show well, up to school. He in he found me a
2: win-win, right? Which is he gets to do what he wants to do, and I I get plausible deniability, which is like, hey man, I sent him, I sent him in pants. I know I did. So
0: now, Jude, just imagine if now imagine if you had I don't know, a thirteen-year-old daughter, uh, like you know somebody else on this podcast has, and that kind of tr- <laughs> that that kind of, tr- that kind of trick that kind of trickeration. fuck that is what that is. Yeah. Well, that,
3: that kind of trickeration happens, and it's happened uh, going as far back as uh, Time Immoral. In fact, I believe that was a, a <laughs> yeah. plot point of the, the hit movie, 10 Things I Hate About You, right?
0: It, it, it absolutely was. Wow. That's a uh, I have you know, you know what? I got a funny story that I did about uh, me doing that uh, as a kid once, and I can't actually repeat it your parents, your parents uh, were so. Hasn't gone away.
3: They were so is, against shell necklaces that you had to pack your shell necklace. Your backpack. I didn't have a put it on out of in
0: high school. I didn't have a shell necklace in high school. Uh, I had a mustache, but uh, not a shell necklace. The combination would have been fierce. Uh, speaking of fierce combinations, boys, uh, I got some reviews tonight. We need we need to get through we need to get through this because we got a lot to th- talk about. Uh, Jude said recruiting, uh, and bowl, like we got recruiting to talk about, we got bowls to talk about, we got, uh, a major college, uh, awards, uh, being assholes to talk about. We got, there's some stuff to talk about and we're going to talk about it. Uh, <laughs> but before we get to any of that, I definitely got to get to everybody's reviews. Get your asses over to Apple podcasts, leave a rating, leave a review and review that you leave. Uh, we will read, on the next OFT podcast, word for word, uh, our promise to you and wait for you to become a part of the show. Uh, and we were looking for a certain type of review.
2: Brendan. Yeah. what kind of is that? It's a, uh, it's, uh we are th- Brendan's thunder. It's pro bowl, uh, nominee Julian love. <laughs> <laughs> make sure you make sure you like
3: and retweet that Notre Dame, uh, pro bowl, uh, tweet they keep putting out. Put him he, in the Pro
2: Bowl. <laughs> I could not believe the stats he put up this year. He was first and uh, among, or second among safeties in the league for tackles. That's insane.
0: I mean, what's that's, even more insane is there. he did win the Thorp Award. That is
3: insane. The the second greatest snub in Notre Dame, uh, uh, recent Notre Dame trophy awards. Is so it good. second or is it
2: third? There's been there. I mean, there's been some major ones. Yeah. Quentin Nelson not winning the Outland
0: is a, oh yeah yeah the biggest of all time yeah that's uh, no I, mean, that, I, w- I would say Mayor Nelson is, not, uh, Nelson yeah. not winning the Outland is 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 right up there with Rocket losing to Decker who who won the
3: Outland that year Ed Oliver
2: Ed Oliver yeah dumb. <laughs> I feel like you're just AC Slater walking down the steps and pointing I mean, we
0: the camera. Have been dumb. Yeah. Don't do drugs. And I feel like we have deja vu because I think we've done that exact same bit a few, a few, a few times. <laughs> Stupid. All right, got some here for you boys. Uh, This one from Rick sixty seven eighty nine or Five star professional podcast. Cause we are fucking pros on this podcast. Definitely a Julian Love slash Benjamin Morrison earned five-star podcast. Try to comment last week, but was having trouble with the commenting on the Apple podcast app. This is the most professional podcast unless ACC refs are considered professional. Speaking about the refs, is it wrong to want to join the big 10? If it means never having to play against ACC refs again, have a happy holiday season. Go Irish beat the cocks. Well, then you have to play uh, I mean big 10 refs, <laughs> which uh,
3: I mean, uh, I'm still waiting to find that camera fine. angle that shows Armando Allen's foot
2: being out. Right. Or, uh,
4: I don't
1: know, man.
2: Was it JT Barrett across the line?
0: Yeah. yeah. Was he a great Ohio quarterback there? <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, the spot was good. The Spot was the good. That was good. If it went against Michigan, it's it's, it's fine. There's, there's no, there's no danger there.
3: I do. I do love the Michigan fans, uh, by the way, on that call who like mapped out the, oh, the yeah, entire family lineage of the, of the official. They went back like three generations. Like his family's been in well, Ohio since the civil war.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. It was like, it, re, it reminded me a lot of, um of Notre Dame, Michigan. Oh five. And in, in Ann Arbor, uh, when, when they were flipping out about the spot down there, the goal line and the water bottles, water bottles went fucking fly. Oh yeah. But I don't know if those are Big Ten. I can't remember if those are Big Ten refs or if those were Big East refs, Big East refs. that we brought with us.
3: Uh, yeah, normally your... normally you bring your refs with you, right?
0: Right, right. So, But, you know, but who it's knows, Notre Dame. So been... Yeah,
3: I don't know. Back then, too.
0: Oh, it's fine. It's <laughs> fine. <laughs> I mean, it just it would be a very Notre Dame thing to be like, oh, it's fine. You can use your refs. You can use your refs. It's fine. <laughs> it's all good. You know, sure it, it won't come down to a You know. Controversial call. We know we know everybody does things the right way, or at least tries to. <clears throat> we'll get to that in <laughs> a little bit. CK Dallas Domer, Julian Love 5-star. Guys, love the show, but it's still not long enough. Imp- <laughs> impress me. Get to four hours. Have a long drive from Houston back to Dallas most weeks, which reminds me. Josh made a comment a couple years back when I first listened to Listen to F Texas. Jude and Brendan are welcome to my adopted home state. Let us know when you're here. Wish Drew Pine luck, did his best, interested to see where his this upcoming class ends up. Been watching Peyton Bowen for three years here and would be be a great ad for sure. Also found it interesting that the West Coast USC game planned around our special teams. Always enjoy listening, and I guess Josh can visit Texas. P.S. Toyota Thon is on. Have to, I work there. <laughs> he works in Plano, huh? My my
3: wife's yeah. in uh my wife is in um R and D up in uh Celine. So
2: uh
3: uh good on you. Yeah, he's out in Plano if he works for Texas.
2: <laughs> I'm not hearing uh, you know from anybody about a, a Texan road trip
0: twenty twenty three. I refuse to go to Texas. Texas <laughs> is a wonderful state with delicious uh, foods. You listen, are missing out. Texas As far as I'm concerned, Texas can go back to Mexico and Vermont can go to Canada. (laughs) You never want to be there to begin with. Uh, All right. Well, we need to get down to business. And look, the signing day is literally one week from today. From the time we're recording this, So it'll be less than a week when y'all are listening. Uh. It just it just keeps getting worse and worse. <laughs> Excuse me, worse and worse for Notre Dame's recruiting class, uh, and just following recruiting in general is it's just uh, it's a major league baseball free agency, and I don't I, I don't hold my breath on that. Uh, when Mike Illich was alive, I knew he would write a check every once in a while. We'll see if the guy pans out. Uh, for a little while they did, uh, but sure did. Uh, I mean that's just. Uh, that's just what it boils down to now. Uh, but we are going to lose Peyton Bowen. And that's going to be your your top three recruits that were committed because Dante Moore was silently committed. Well, public or silent doesn't matter. He, he was committed to the staff and their whole direction and quarterback recruiting took a left turn because of that. So two of those three are ranked in the top four nationally and the other one's another five-star. And they're all bouncing, and why are they bouncing? Not because Marcus Freeman is a bad recruiter or that any other coaches on the staff are bad recruiters. or They're leaving for bags, bags of cash, big bags of cash. Whether anyone wants to fucking admit it, I I was very pissed off about the whole Dante Moore situation, not at Dante Moore for his decision, but for the decision for everybody to say, well, these are other reasons why. No, there's not other reasons why. He left. He w- went to Oregon because for a bag. Keon Keeley decommitted so he could get a bag from Alabama because his uncle is setting it up. Just um, just admit the truth and move on. I mean, to say it's other things is a dis is a fucking disservice to Notre Dame. It's that's harder on them than saying they're not going to pony up the cash. Look, Notre Dame's not going to bring a bag of money. It's just they're not doing it. So, and it's it's
3: not only that they can't, or it's not only that they won't, it's that they, they can't and they never will, because it kind of goes against their entire mission statement, right? It, yeah, they never it, will. It, yeah, and, and at least will. the upfront, they will do everything possible to lay out a plan that shows them that, you know, the average four-year, um, you know, the average four-year student makes, what, 85 grand, Right. Um, which is more than just about any of the schools. I saw somebody uh, compare to Oklahoma. The average four-year, um, you know, degree holder from Oklahoma makes forty. So Notre Dame degree holder makes double. Um, you know, they're going to graduate you. They're going to set up some things where you can do an IL through charitable events, but they're, they're not going to do signing bonuses.
2: Right. Brent, I agree with all of the above, but it's really hard to tell an 18 year old four or five ranked four or five stars in the recruiting services that he's not going to make more money in the NFL. Right. And statistically speaking, you're absolutely right. The degree is going to have a longer, a longer long-term value for him. Right. Uh, but no the the kids have a shocking not shocking, a shocking just an unreasonable amount of hubris that comes with you know getting all this attention from no five star thinks they're not going to play in the NFL and also no five star doesn't think that right. there is there isn't a better offer around the corner too right and it's right. it's right. we've got this right. um you know, Brendan and I have been preaching this for, for weeks and I think Joshua agrees, although I don't think he's been hammering it as hard. Like we have a, a marketplace in need of a correction. Right. And so we're, we're still in the, the formative stages and we're going to have kids who um, we're already starting to see it with Texas A&M. Right. We're, we had kids that took the bag and they spent one year in College Station and they're like, I hate it here. And they might hate it here because they're not getting the playing time that they thought, or the NIL that they were promised didn't, you know, didn't. Uh, or that it's office. Texas. Or that's Texas. Right? Yeah, exactly. Or whatever for whatever reason, right? So now they want to go to the school that they actually they had they were in love with. And and Joshua and I were talking about this a little bit before we hit record this morning uh, today. You know, our friend Greg made a great point in our, in our DMs today. Like, look. Kyle Hamilton is a perfect example of a guy who was just like, look, I'm I'm betting on myself, just like Aaron Judge taking, you know, you know, rejecting an offer from the Yankees before the season and then and then signing a monster deal afterwards. You know, there's there's guys who just have an innate belief in their talent and they just say, look, I'm going to go to the place that I want to go and I expect the money to flow because of who I am and what I what I can provide in terms of value, in terms of marketability and in terms, and, uh, and I'm also, by the way, going to get an, an Notre Dame education, and it's clearly a priority for Kyle because he's coming back this spring to continue to work on his coursework, right? And so I just, you know, the
0: one caveat, the Kelly- one caveat to that though was even though that we know <clears throat> because Kyle said it that he turned down money to go to Notre Dame, that was still very taboo and illegal money. Like it, it's hard to it's hard to really say in but
2: this Josh, environment. I, I, I truly believe that there are people who, who will say, look, oh, I, do, I, I, do too. I, I get how tempting $100,000 is in my hands when I'm 18 years old, but I honestly think that the bet on myself is going to yield a return on investment much greater now. You know, sometimes kids don't think like that. Sometimes, you know, uncles get involved and, and, and we're going to lose kids, right? At, Brian Kelly talked about shopping down a different aisle. Notre Dame will, as Brendan said, will continue to shop down that different aisle, right? They're looking for a different kind of kid. The kid who says, who says I'm betting on myself and I think the return on investment is going to be four to six times what I thought I could get up front from Texas a Oregon, or whoever else is offering me back money. Right. And but you're absolutely right that this should be called out for what it is. We need to be upfront and honest about it. And I can't wait for the first kid who says who says, honestly, they offered me the best financial deal. Right. And then somebody says, what do you mean by finance? They literally offered me the most money. Right. And let's have kids own this fact and not like not protect 18 year olds who are now making, you know, six figure salaries um, and make them make it seem like the, you know, their heart isn't, this this is for the love of the game or because they fell in love with Eugene or whatever the fuck you want to talk about. Let's call it for what it is. Let's call it out. And, 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 you know, I know it's tougher for the beat guys because they have relationships with a lot of these dudes and a lot of, you know, their high school coaches and so on and so forth. And they don't want to trash a a guy, but they need to have a reality face. But they need to be able to, to communicate to their readership that the God's on his strath. Look, the kid took the bag. It's just as simple as that. Notre Dame didn't offer the bag. The kid got the bag offer from two other schools. And that's why you're seeing him flip from, from Notre Dame to, you know, X school that is now coming in at the 11th hour, uh, that his recruiting ranking is shot up and, and offering bag money. It's just, it is what it is. It's what, what is let's what is talk, the reported let's talk about amount. It
3: openly. What's the reported amount? Two million dollars is what they're saying, right? Less than reputable sources. But supposedly Oregon's offering Peyton Bowen two million dollars and Oklahoma's matched it. That's that's what's being said, right? As of recording this now? On Twitter.
0: On, on Twitter, on Twitter, that's Twitter from not,
3: and on Instagram from uh, you know, I don't I don't know how trustworthy these sources are, but supposedly that's 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 what's going on. And you know, for a lot that that signing bonus because that's what it is it's just a signing bonus Notre Dame I mean Kyle made six figures at Notre Dame right like
2: well this that's, would be seven pretty good figures.
3: that's a pretty good chunk of change right but th- this would be seven figure signing bonus um, plus whatever sort of NIL deals you get after the fact based off of your play um, but you know it, for some kids you know that that two million dollars can be enormous um, for their family situation. And I understand that entirely, but the reality is, it's like seven figures, right? Right. But in
0: the reality, 99.9% of people out there, seven figures is a, is a game changer at any rate, at any right. rate, at any rate. Right.
3: And, but you know, like Jude said, five stars don't really think about, um, you know, post NFL career, but the average NFL career only lasts 3.3 3 years, according to the NFL players association. And the national Bureau of economic research said that 78% of all players in the NFL go broke within three years of retirement and 15.7% of NFL players file bankruptcy within 12 years of, re- of, uh, leaving the league. Like this is, this is from ESPN. Um, so it's, it's a decision that, that some kids make in the short term, um, and the coaching staff is probably doing their, and I'm not probably saying anything here that the coaching staff isn't already telling kids there, there are, they, but, I mean, you know, Notre Dame has all of that information lined up and ready to go. And as part of their recruiting pitch,
0: no one cares. No, yeah. no one thinks it's just, it's just like getting addicted to fucking crack, man. Like it, I it's going to happen addicted. to them until it, until it happens. Exactly. I mean, it's just... And it, Look, I get it. People... Like you said, people bet on themselves. We all get it. We all so, get it. So, like, none of... The the spiels... Like, I know that, that that's an appeal to, like, the older fan base or the more... I'm sorry this offends you, but the more gullible ones out there, when you start talking about 4 for 40 and all this stuff. Like, yeah, that's real. But it's also, like, it's a bunch of bullshit that kids don't... Most kids do, don't care about. Some kids do. That's not to say that... But I mean, a lot of them just that it's yeah, just a I mean, bullet point, man. I, look, just I, like I, it's like anytime you want to bring up up the uh, the endowment. Well, that's you know, what? if I was a, a recruit and the the, the endowment, nine billion dollars got looked at me. I'm like, so I'm making that I'm going to make that endowment go up and I'm not going to see a fucking dime out of that thing at all. Even in this day and age of NIL. And there's no bag like, huh? Like, it's just a, they're just bullet points, man.
2: Well, I think. Look, I think that there's probably enough people that are interested in that in the same way that people are interested in the number of Heisman Trophy winners or national championships that Notre Dame has, right? It appeals to right, a right. certain subset of people, but most kids are like, "Yo, dude, that was before my time, and all those people are like dead." Well, Tim Brown is very much alive, right? And so, and so is and so is most of the nineteen national championship <laughs> team, um, even though Tim wasn't on that team. Um, and so, look, I I, I, I get it. Um, I just I think I want to underscore Joshua's point, which has now become my point, which is let's just let's be tra- a little bit more transparent about these deals, and let's stop treating it like it's um, like the seedy underbelly because it's it should be it should be out in the open, and frankly, people should have um, some visibility on on what, who's getting what and and uh, and I think you'd see a real a course correction I think pretty quickly here right? in terms of a, a lot of guys are overspending right now because it's 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 just it's a it's a market that hasn't yet met its mark, and so we gotta we gotta mark to market, right? So,
1: I mean,
3: honestly, yeah. though, there's kids in the twenty twenty five class that uh, Tim Brown is their grandpa's age, <laughs> right? Fifty six.
2: Yeah, I mean, look, it, 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 it looks,
0: it's, look like, it's like Carmel and, and It's LeBron. like when I was in high school, when people were talking about like 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 uh, Paul Horning, like when well, I was when I was in high school, like what did I care about Paul Horning?
2: Honestly, it
0: does right. exactly the same thing.
2: Camar- Carmelo Anthony and LeBron James just took a picture together with their with their both their kids, Bronny and uh, Carmelo's son, whose name escapes me now. But they're both in high school, right? And like we all we all remember like when when Carmelo and LeBron were breaking into the league, right? And that was even
0: after we were I remember <laughs> from- Carmelo at Syracuse.
2: Yeah, absolutely, right. That was even after we were in college. So like I yes, you're absolutely right about the Tim Brown thing, right? So, Tim Brown, so
0: Kobe Bryant graduated like when, when you
2: say if you talk to if you talk to the 85 scholarship players in, on Notre Dame's roster and ask them which not, former Notre Dame player they'd most like to meet, like I bet you what would you say, seventy five percent or greater would ask would ask for somebody within the last five years?
3: I bet they would all say probably they'd say Joe Montana and then Brady Quinn. Yeah, is, I mean is is that's that, fair. Manti might be up there. I mean, I uh, think
2: the O might uh, want to be Quentin or Q. Uh, uh, I
0: think like I mean Harrison Smith, who doesn't get. Doesn't yeah, someone would want. Know, how to how meet much money is Harrison Hamilton? Smith
2: making? I'm on sure. A someone would want to meet Kyle Hamilton. I'm sure. You right? Jalen Smith, absolutely. You know, but there's not a lot of people that are like you know. Um, <laughs> I'm just. I, I'm not trying to rag on anybody, but you know, show me Tony Rice, right? Like. Tony's probably a a great guy, great hang or whatever. But like just that, that means nothing to anybody, you know?
0: I mean, Harrison Smith, uh, yeah, there's just a lot of names out there like recently, but like go back in the past. It's just, there's not a, they're not going to say a bunch of names.
2: Yeah. I was just, I was just saying like, look, Tony Rice is no disrespect to the man. I'm sure he's a fun hang, but like probably no kid, uh, on the current roster could, could name the starting quarterback of the 88 team and, and probably wouldn't want to hang out with him, right? Because it's just, you know, guys in his 50s, right? It's like hanging out with dad. And you know
0: what? And none of that matters because Tony Rice ain't walking around with a satchel full of cash like Papa Phil Knight. No. I mean, it's just – it's a whole, whole different game, man. Like Marcus Freeman came to the Notre Dame five years too late. You know, it's just – this wow. is this is the new reality. It's just, it's a new reality. I just think it's funny that it
2: like, you know, people are talking about GQ and how much swag that Marcus Freeman has. Deion Sanders has a hundred times more swag than, than Marcus Freeman. Easily. It, maybe. Uh, um, I think Deion
3: Sanders is an old man. And I think uh, a lot of people don't talk about the fact that like uh, he's an old, no, like he's not, he's not the cut figure that Marcus Freeman is. He can't re- like Deion Sanders can't relate to these kids. I mean, Deion
0: Sanders is like, how old are his kids? Deion Sanders is 55. I mean, Isn't Deion. Isn't like, Deion like, and Jerome Bettis on the same level athletically though? Like, yeah. Uh, well, you know I'm saying? Deion is like, pe- like he's, he's
3: fun for quotables and everybody remembers like neon Deion. But like the fact of the matter is, it's like Deion Sanders yeah. is closer to 60. Then he is 50.
2: That doesn't that doesn't matter, though, because he's still he's still holding himself like he's got ultimate swag. Right. He's got the ice still He talks about the NFL. Yeah, I get
0: that. I, I yeah, get that. But, I get that.
3: But I mean, he's an old man is I guess the thing <laughs> about it. He is an old man. He's 55 years old.
2: I, like think I think he's relatable to a lot of these kids. I think a lot of these kids, like I understand that when, when he played and it was before our time, and so he's therefore by nature older than us, but like he's just people people see him on a different level. They just honestly believe that he can snap his fingers and make them into NFL players.
3: Oh, I well, I definitely think that um nostalgic adults I definitely think would, he can make them think that for for a little while, for sure. Yeah.
2: I mean you don't flip a kid from Florida state to to Jackson state without without you know selling him on some big dreams, right?
3: Definitely got
0: to have a back of cash to do that. Uh no, I yeah, you could there's that that is an excellent point, Jude. Um but we'll save the Dion conversation for another time because I don't I'm not going to get into Battle Royale cuz I still like to see uh, how he's going to pay for his offensive line upgrade, which <laughs> to help out his, his skill players that he's going to love so much. Uh, Cause I don't see that changing uh, and changing in a hurry either. Like the three year time frame everyone's got on and look, offensive linemen. Look, I'm already talking about offensive linemen in the portal aren't like wide receivers in the portal. You're not, you're not just gonna go find yourself a couple of linemen in the portal to be on the level of like to win 10, 11 games. There just there's not it doesn't work like that with offensive linemen. So, so good luck with that. games. the Remington Outland
3: Award winner uh was a transfer portal guy Michigan picked up.
0: No, I get there are there are always gonna be exceptions to the fucking rule. But you gotta think, why are people going to Colorado? It's not just because of Deion Swag, it's because he's offered a fucking bag to these kids. There's only so much money that these guys are gonna have to offer. It's Colorado. It's not like it's not like Auburn trying to like get back up on the same level as Alabama. He's, he's, I, I get the he's, answer to you. He saved different.
3: himself on the big bag. Cause he already brought the quarterback. So they already got the quarterback. They don't need to spend the bag on the TV.
2: I'm also yeah, held yeah, Well, that's about just about that's how much he. His
0: his kid. Congratulations people. You know, so I can get, get it. We'll have a Dion conversation another time. i am not as sold that. It's like this clear cut. This, a win. I, I look I like Dion. I like the things he says, I like the things he does, but I think everyone banking on the fact that it's gonna be something like just so spectacular, I think is <laughs> I laugh at. I'm sorry. I just I football is still about a lot of things and just a few guys at a program at Colorado who are so down. Now if Auburn would have if Auburn would have swooped in and got Dion instead of fucking reaching back in there and wiping the slime off of Hugh Freeze, then I think you got a different story brewing. Uh, But this is still Colorado, and it is more – this is the absolute – this isn't even USC rebuild. This is the worst team in FBS, in the FBS, the worst fucking team in the FBS. So,
3: anyway. Yeah, but, I mean, they're in
0: the worst conference. It's going to get a lot worse in two years. Doesn't – I don't care. You're the worst team in the FBS. You have a ma- it just—it's beyond massive rebuild. It's going to take more than that. It's certainly, <laughs> certainly going to need an offensive line that they're not going to have. Uh, I just think that's. Wow. This no one wants to talk about South it. Carol- likes it. Fine. South, South Carolina is everyone likes to find. South Carolina's still got a worse offensive line. No, no, they, no, they got not. a worse offensive line than no, Colorado.
3: They do. They absolutely have a worse offensive not. line. It, it's not worse than Colorado. Uh it is, it is it is on the same level of bad. I mean look at the sack numbers, look at the, the rushing yard numbers. They are just as bad.
0: What con what conference what conferences South Carolina play in and what conferences Colorado play in? There makes a difference on that too. Two shit level of competition. Yeah.
1: One team had one right. team had to play uh Georgia. So yeah,
0: we're just we're just like smitten with recruiting right now. And like I said, I I, did, I honestly hope uh I just, I hope Bone does the right thing and just decommits uh, while we're recording this. That just makes life so much easier for me. Uh, after all these months of just go ahead and stringing Notre Dame along, um, I just it has it has to be called out, and I don't mean it like. But do it you is, think like it is it way. possible that he I just is it just possible needs that, it
3: just needs to be out? Do you see a possibility where he does potentially? Like what what percent chance do you think that he could stick with Notre Dame?
0: Less than one percent. So you're telling okay, me there's 60%. a chance? Uh, <laughs> I was waiting on that one. At the level of money that, at the level of money that we're talking about, is legit. Even if it's fucking half, whatever. I, I just, it's not gonna happen. We've seen the, even before this money situation I started talking about, six, seven months ago, you should have known. Like the, well, we knew when we the Keon Keelish so thing about, right? on the, on this. I mean, you should just know that after, I don't know, 50 visits elsewhere and just the way he said in an interview when they said when they, when they talked to him about the visits, the way that he said, well, Notre Dame knows I would just decommit that if they would tell me I couldn't take a visit. Like, it was just so nonchalant. Like, he knew that he wasn't on board. He was just like, I'm committed. I committed. And I'm not, you know, they want me to stay that way. Uh, they don't really care. He didn't mind just be what's it hurt for him to be committed. It only helps him because it gives him <laughs> leverage with, with any other school that he's talking to.
3: Drop the bids up.
0: The, well, I, I don't would really say this too. Um,
3: do you remember when Keon Keely uh, decommitted and like the big, the big uh, scuttle was like, whether or not, um, whether or not Bowden would follow suit. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, he's still in the recruits text chain uh, talking to all the other recruits and he's still there. And it was like that was a thing. Like um, he,
0: we were on, we were on Bowen watch even back then.
2: That's such a beta thing to say. Oh my god.
0: Yeah, just because he's still talking to people that he knows. Cool. I mean, people change jobs and they still talking to the coworkers. Right. <laughs> you know. <laughs> they, I mean, it, that's All what this People have to start look at, looking, looking at it like like that. Like don't realize. don't drag a kid. People who are secretly getting just, another job
2: stay in their stay in their uh, employee text chain just so they don't arouse suspicion,
0: right? Right, right, right. I mean, like you can't drag. I'm not going to drag. Like it's, Peyton Bowen's fine, man. Like if that's what you're going to do. That's what you're going to do. This is just. I want people to understand and wake up to the reality of what this is. Like this is just this is the real situation that college football recruiting is in right now. It's not Notre Dame's fault. You know, it's not Peyton Bowen's fault. It's, it's certainly the fucking NCAA's fault uh, for not doing shit over the last 20, 30 years and then just fucking walking away after they win a isn't, match.
3: Isn't a smidgen of it his fault in, in that he's remi- like I give all of the kudos to at least Keon Keeley for at least putting himself out there, decommitting when he did and being upfront and a man about it. Instead of just like hiding,
2: but but I don't like it with the game all the time, man. Like, you gotta respect the game
3: Well, yeah, I respect the game, which is why I respect, which is why I respect more along the lines of what Keon Keeley did where he was just like, These are my intentions, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to play the game. And Peyton Bowen was more like, I'm going to play the game, but but I'm going to, it was more like, I'm going to well, keep just, dating you until I find a better chick, like, but I don't love you.
2: Veruca Salt uh, putting uh, her I mean, fingers behind her back when she promised not to share the gobstopper with Slugworth. I mean, it happens, this, dude.
3: That It does, but she was a villain. Yeah. Just be up front True. like Charlie I mean, was hey, and you can still get the elevator. Well,
0: hey, listen, even though I'm not going to drag Peyton Bowden, it doesn't mean that he gets villain-free status either. I mean, this is a straight-up villain move if you're a school like Notre Dame. No, you you, you strong Notre, Notre Dame, Notre Dame, you fan, strung Notre Dame so, along, but and I mean, you wasted you wasted But, Marcus t- he's
3: just, but he wasted Marcus times. T- t- but you know what? He's, he's after-
2: everyone time wasted wasted his like own that. time.
3: Yeah,
0: yeah. Marcus wasted his own time. Like remember he, when he, when uh, he Mike just, Elston he was the best situation for, for him?
2: Remember when Mike Elston showed up at the lacrosse game with the kid's jersey on, like the Notre Dame jersey with the number on it? Yeah, yeah. And the kid was the Michigan. Ray
0: McGregor. Yeah.
2: And it's just like, you know, we were, we were, that kid was a douche and he was a villain too. Yeah. And we were grousing about it. And Beth jumps in, like the, the comment section is basically says, look, like this is, that's just the game. Like, wish, we wish, uh, what's his face, all the best of luck, you know? And it's just like everyone's time gets wasted. It's a really inefficient system. But at the same time, like, this is, this is what it is, right? It's guys tearing away from their families to go babysit 17 year olds who are, just waiting for the for the for the hotter girl to come around with the with the better offer, right?
3: This is I mean, like, how, but but how many plane plane trips did we put Chad Bowen out there to go see Keon Keeley after he decommitted? Right, we knew where we stood with that. We knew we were out of it. And but with Peyton Bowen, it's it's different because it's like he kept stringing Notre Dame along and being like, "Well, I'm committed," and so they're, negotiating. They're, time and effort and resources are being allocated to something that ultimately wasn't going to end. And I just, I'm okay. If you play the game, so, I think it's so, important. Some, some,
0: some could say that maybe he was just waiting. Maybe he liked Notre Dame so much. He was just waiting for them to step up to the bag plate like everybody else, you know, but, like maybe like, like that he really difficult. wanted to be here. I'm sure they, they told to the jump, the they back. weren't going to do that. Yeah, they, they told us, yeah, for sure.
2: Look, Brendan, I'm I, sure, I
1: but maybe Chase are fine.
2: Brendan, I think this this comes up a lot, right? First of all, we don't we don't know what we don't know, right? And so if Chad Bowen exactly. thought they had a, still a 70% chance, you're going to keep recruiting that kid until you think that the chances are so low that your time would actually be spent recording somebody far inferior for the same position. Right. And so it is an allocation of resources and some resources will inevitably get wasted as 17 year olds right. fickle and they get, you know, and the the hotter prom date comes along and they dump the person. They Can you
0: imagine hit. the outcry if Notre Dame would have dropped him
2: like in like August? That, that's the thing is you can't, before. you can't do that either. Right. You can't, you absolutely exactly. can't, do that. You can't do that. because you've got
0: to, you, you got to make the just fucking drop.
2: Well, and you got to make the kid into the bad guy, right? And 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 the kids won't the kid won't ever really be the bad guy. But the kid saying I don't want you is way different than you saying I don't want you to a five star, right? You just can't do that.
3: You just can't well, do you do if you're an alpha and you understand where the situation is going to go. And now you look like an asshole.
0: Um, but your but your fan base your fan base will drag you through the mud. Yeah. They'll drag they, you any, through any the law, mud. Any future, law, any future loss, any future loss that involves like a twenty six yard pass. <laughs> well, will like, Oh, I guess maybe you should have kept recruiting. Peyton, but you because, know, it, again,
2: it, Brendan, the kid will go, he'll act shocked. And he will say, I, I, I just, you know, Notre Dame was my number one choice. I just, I, I you know, I'm just so surprised today or whatever.
0: That's heard. kind I, of what I, Dante
3: got, Moore did. Right. What? Dante
0: Moore. Well, I mean, did Notre, very Notre
2: Dame is. He's like, like, Oh, it was just, uh, just think, not recruiting me. Anymore, there's just know? a shit or get off the pot moment. Right. Where they're just like, look, at some point they say to themselves, if we, don't reasonably think we can get Dante more in this class. We need a quarterback. So we need to, we need to say to Dante, like, look, this is your moment. We're holding a spot for you. And if you're not coming, then we need
1: to move on. And I hope you understand. Right. I that's,
0: hear that. That's, yeah. I hear that. Yeah. All right. It's uh listen, I just want to make sure everyone knows this is, it is just a, it is a different world. And it is not all this stuff. Like all this stuff is just what's happening. But like I was telling you before the podcast started, there is a way for Notre Dame to fix this situation. There's a way for them to to not use the bag to better their situation. Look, Notre Dame is is not going to become a better football team for not joining in the same NIL circles or what whatever you want to call it. I, I, just please save me from the fucking nomenclature. Uh, or the, the the grammar, whatever the hell it is, uh, about what NIL is or isn't. Just, it's money, all right? I don't give a fuck what, well, however you want to call it. Uh, it's, it has nothing to do with the point. But if Notre Dame wants to stay out of that, if they want to stay on their high ground that no one else is standing on, really, except for, like, fucking Stanford, uh, then there's, they got they have to figure out another way to do it to compete for national championships, which is what they say they want to. They're serious about it. And the one way that they can do that is to use the fucking transfer portal. And the only way that they can use the transfer portal to their advantage is if they do what they're not been doing. And they have to readjust their own standards. Doesn't mean let a guy in that can't spell, um, you know, backwards. But I mean, you got to you got to the standard of like the 50 percent rule, all this other stuff. You got to be able to readjust to that. Because if you're not going to go out and be able to really truly compete for the top 25, 30 re- recruits in the country, because you're not getting involved in the bad game, you need to be able to go to the transfer portal and get the experienced, uh, you know, players that are good, that are looking for new homes. You should have get in there and get what you want, but Notre Dame can't do that right now under their own guidelines. So they want to stay out of the money game. All they got to do is change their own guideline game. And then I think on that level, Notre Dame still has a chance to honestly compete to stay, you know, within the top 10, top 15 in college football. But until, but if they're going to do both, we have the standard at Notre Dame for transfers and we're not going to be, be or allow, you know, this kind of bag money stuff to happen. It is just going to be, it's going to be drifting, drifting, drifting to the back. It's, look, I'm not. It's not a threat. It's just that is the reality. You are not going to be able to compete on the same level as more teams. Like it, it was, it was Bama, Ohio State, Clemson, right? That three years ago, that was the conversation. Was like, what can we do to get on their level? And it's we have to recruit better players, you know. And we were just right there, you know. To, the other level is Georgia. Well, now that they have a head coach that can do that, the whole game, all the rules have changed. So if you're not if you're not changing to meet those rules again, you're just gonna you're gonna keep drifting back as other teams step up to meet that challenge, or other programs. And that's a that's a Notre Dame for situation. now,
3: like, for now, right? Because this a, is not sustainable. Navy, like, but this is not sustainable. You you cannot continue to pay two million dollars to high school safeties to come to your school. Like I agree, it, I agree. Especially I mean, like so, like Quinn okay, Ewers so is, I, I I would say three years. I think that within the next three years, the market is finally going to settle down.
0: I mean, everybody, um, everybody on this podcast for for as long as I know, all three of us have said, like the the ROI is what's going to eventually right. shift things. Even before they allowed this, we we said, you know, like look, the the rate of return of your investment is going to change what the initial, you know, push is at some point. So, but Columbus, at what point that is, I don't know. I mean, well,
3: how's Columbus Carl feel about the ROI on his Quinn Ewers uh, nil? Right. <laughs> I mean, uh, how's he feeling about that one?
0: I mean, yeah. I, I think as long as your pro, I think as long as your program, though, is is winning and making the college football playoff, even a failed one like Ewers, you could live with, right? I mean can you, can you live with it, it cuz like
3: way. I mean that's that's it I mean, millions
1: if, of dollars
0: Like what if, if
3: Nico if doesn't Husky pan out What if Nico doesn't pan out for for uh Tennessee
1: like, they're, in the the
3: kid, hurt. they're in a world of hurt Yeah that's why I say 3 years is because that's how long it's going to take for these things to sort of matriculate and for does budgets
0: he, Does he, he get of, 3 years to even to materialize too
3: that's well, thing. I, yeah, but like, I, I don't even know if it's about them, but I mean, within like, three ex- years,
0: expectations, for, expectations for top 20 recruits huge. going into schools before was huge. Now it's even more so because there's dollars involved. Yeah. Right.
3: And, and the pressure I comes on the coaches to play him too. Like that's why Quinn, I think mean, you were speak, part of the reason you a Hudson
0: card, right. Or Hudson card. Exactly. I was just, just going to say that that's card. Yeah, Exactly. I mean, there's a lot of people who thought Hudson Card probably should have been the starter, but because there was so much pressure about yours and getting him, getting him to leave Ohio State to come to Texas, and you got to make him the starter, and it's Texas, man, where there's Texas money and Texas pressure and Texas leaning, you know, so they're running the program now. I mean, it's, well, it's Nick Multy's worst, always, worst yeah. fears. The boosters have always run the show in Texas,
3: and that's why they haven't been able to get out of their way True. Um, for the better part right. of. You
0: know
2: we case, us.
0: we it, haven't talked though
2: right We haven't talked about one aspect of this too, which I think is happening. Um, you know, we've talked about how sort of like how crazy this is and how guys are it's almost like if you're if you're not cheating, you're not trying. But we haven't talked about the the tampering that is definitely going on with with current players who have no intentions of entering the portal, right? Like, I just I feel confident and I, I'm just going to I'm going to pick a guy at random, just like a Benjamin Morrison. Right. Great freshman season. Right. You can't as a as a university, reach out to Benjamin Morrison and say, hey, come play for, you know, for us at, at State College or whatever. Right. But you sure as shit could reach out to Benjamin Morrison's high school coach and just say, hey, you heard about Ben talk about how happy he is in South Bend. Is is everything going great there? How, how are classes going or whatever? Right. And then invite ben, the coach I, to the steak dinner, right? Because you're recruiting other kids at a school, so you right. may as well ben, have that conversation. Yeah, exactly. You're recruiting other kids, and you know, and so, and then some. The guy calls me, says, you, "You'll never believe who I heard from today. You know, so and so from Alabama or so and so from Georgia or whatever was asking about you. They were asking about how happy you are and how things are set. And honestly, it sounds like they're they're kind of interested. What you know? What do you think, right? And guys are just. They're tampering, man. They're absolutely. Oh, they're it, got and, tampering, right? Well, and to to that end, like,
3: because the the you never in the like ten years ago, if I told you that a uh, second year or first year starting quarterback for a power five school that's plant that played in their conference title game had to announce publicly that he was not going to transfer. This, be, of course, um you know, being the greatest quarterback to ever play the football game, uh, per PFF, <laughs> uh, you know, that, that, that he has to publicly come out and state that he intends to stay at school. You would think that I was, that, that I was absurd, but that's right. like, that's kind of where we're at.
1: Yeah, no, is, absolutely.
3: absolutely. And that was, for, and so for guys- me. that was sort of the Rubicon, right? was like Drake Dukes Mayo was like the Rubicon. Like if he was, if, if Dukes Mayo went on to the transfer portal being a power five, like, you know, a power five quarterback who played for a conference title game and he just puts himself out there for like, you know, mercenary highest bidder, um, that, that would have destroyed the sport because then every player on every roster is basically fair game. Unless you're, you know, one of the, the, five or six best schools in the nation.
2: Right. I mean, we got, we got, we got guys who, um, you know, who who were being told are going in the portal who never make it there. We've got guys who are trying to get in the portal that aren't, aren't showing up and starting to starting to talk to other coaches and, you know, they're not officially in, we got guys being tampered with, we got bag men. It's just like, this is just not at all. They've literally opened Pandora's box here. The NCAA is literally opened Pandora's box, and Josh was right. The inaction of this this governing body to take any meaningful steps to to figure this out, and instead punting it to the feds, who then punted it to the states, has caused this just absolute just chaos. And you know, I'm sure Marcus and Chad are frustrated, right? Because they're sitting here with with one hand tied behind their backs and trying to do what's right for the university, but also right for what, what's right for their kids. And they're saying, Hey man, you know, so-and-so school is doing this and why can't we do this? Why can Ryan day walk in and, you know, talk to his kid? Oh, well, you know, that kid paid his enrollment money. He's an early enrollee. Right. And so you could do that too. It's just like, but guys are just, it's just so freaking ridiculous and then you know they're going to they're they're it's going to get to the day where they're going to say you can bring not only your parents but your back men <laughs> to the to the official visit right so we can just talk to everybody Agent,
3: yeah yeah well i think yeah. the only and one of the thing like if you think about it long like big term how does this get fixed um, uh, if the market can't correct itself, how does this get fixed? And the only fixed, way that it, it gets, gets unionized fixed, it. well, no, 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 uh, cause, cause that won't happen. What, how it would get fixed is when the large schools like, you know, Alabama's Georgia's Notre Dame's Michigan's Ohio States, when they're like, we're tired of having to do this. And it's when they b- break off from the NCAA and form their own sort of like power five lead.
0: which has
3: then oversight because the NCAA is so toothless that they're unable to enforce any of this. And if there was to be a power five schism, they would have their own uh, oversight committee that would enforce these things. And then that's when we would get hard rules.
2: I just fundamentally disagree, Brendan. I just honestly think the belief is that Alabama or the Auburn's or Georgia's or Oregon's of the world think if I can stay ahead of the other cheaters, then I don't need to be ever be tired of this.
3: Well, but then you're talking about a Cold War arms race that's yeah. going to eventually result in unfettered free agency, like Major League Baseball. So do right. you want to?
1: That's, that's But why I NFL. Think, but
3: but NFL owners don't want to have unfettered free agency. Well, I think NFL we're, we're owners gonna, don't want that.
1: They want
2: have, to have confined. We're going to have, a, have a, G, a G League or a, a, a feeder league. Um, of certain teams that want to go ahead and and just professionalize the the sport and make bugo bucks, and we're going to have Notre Dame's and the the Ivys and all the people that want to rest on their academic re- reputations doing the exact opposite. I think.
3: Do you think Notre Dame wouldn't join the uh, the big boys?
2: I do not. All right. But you know, that's all hypothetical at
0: this point, right? Yeah. Do you guys know there's a show on TLC called Milf Manor? <laughs> <laughs>
3: what the fuck? What? <laughs> what is that? Uh, no, the only thing that shows up on my TLC is that fucking little People Big World show that no, no, my no, no, wife well, a part of 15 years.
0: This I like reality. JL and
2: they try to make it with the people that uh, they were they were cavorting with while they were in jail. I like that one. I don't remember what it's called, but so the, on the
0: show on the, the show, show, on the the show Milf so Manor on the show on the show Milf Manor. Using using music music music. Music. They're teasing it with. So, uh, uh, like, there's, like, a, there's, there's a right. They're teasing it with like there's a, a, a giant team. twist. The twist has to be that all the kids up there, all the young men up there, are their kids, right? So, so their kid gets to date the other seven milfs. It's got to be the twist, right? This is the world we're living in when a show on the learning channel called Milf Manor. So that's all. That's I think that's all the more we got to say about NIL.
2: Uh, Brendan's rearranging furniture on the podcast without muting himself. This is brilliant. It's it's all right.
0: It's all right. Well, Well, let's talk about, uh, I don't know, let's get pissed off some more. How about uh Michael Mayer being snubbed for the John Mackey Award? You guys got anything to say about that?
2: I mean I, I appreciate the level of uh interest that's going on with some people like they were remember the FSU game where all of a sudden there was an investigation about who this f- official was that called the offensive pass interference and what games he'd reffed in the past and what penalties he had called and People are just like they're jumping into the committees and saying, who are these people and tweeting at them? And, you know, Tyler James, you need to get to the bottom of the committee's decision or whatever. Like, fuck the committee, man. Like, just, you know, like everyone knows his plan is clear as day. Anybody who watched football this year knows exactly who Michael Mayer was and how valuable he was to Notre Dame football. And frankly, he doesn't need the John Mackey award. Uh, to, to prove anything, he's going to he's going to go make money in the NFL, and nobody's going to say, well, he didn't win the Mackey Award, so we can't take him in the first round. He's really more like a second round pick, you know. Like just that's just not gonna ha- how it works. So that's it's a nice dude, I wish he would but but it's just it's th- this is like just, this, these things have gotten so political. It's it's so pointless. Like Caleb, win it. Williams I would still physically fight like,
0: somebody over it. What's that? i would I would still physically fight somebody over it. I would beat somebody in the parking lot over it still like I, I everything you said was reasonable i'd still fucking throw down over it he just i do, i don't like i don't like nonsense dude. i don't like bullshit and you beat bullshit. up the,
2: you beat up the fucking eighty five year old octogenarian who didn't even watch the watch any play besides brassfire leaping over some dude and all that
0: all that, all that all that means is that I don't break a sweat, dude. All that means is that I don't break a sweat.
2: Well, Pat Rick is next. I mean, that's
0: uh, fine. I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be a little. Pal- no, 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 no. Did you? You didn't. You I, didn't read my comment.
2: I read it. I read it. Yeah.
0: Oh. <laughs> no, I'm re- I'm ready to take an ass whooping uh, from <laughs> Pat. Just so he, just so he can get to you. <laughs> that's that's fucking that's 3 that's 3d chess buddy that's that is that is uh that
2: is uh yeah that is pretty uh, that is not checkers
4: <laughs>
2: no 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 yeah uh,
4: uh
3: look we, we i brock Bowser you know, is gonna win back it. to back brock Bowser went back to back mackeys now right
0: because he's back right, next year and georgia will be called t- tight Tied on, end on you and it'll be it's just See, it's just a bunch of nonsense that I don't like to hear or see because I know it's not fucking true. Like I know it's not true that Brock Bowers is a better tight end this year, even though I also know that Brock Bowers is a really fucking awesome tight end. Like no one like just because I'm I'm out here ready to physically fight somebody over this doesn't mean I don't think Brock Bowers is a great tight end. He is. But when you put up the stats, it's Michael Mayer. Not to mention, if Notre Dame goes out without Michael Mayer this year. They're like a three win football team.
1: Five win. <laughs> you know I mean, it's, it's, you sound
2: like the Troy Nunes people talking still about the fact that Don McPherson should have won the eighty seven Heisman
0: over Tim. No, Brick, because right? no, because I won't I won't keep bringing it up anytime Brock Bowers gets mentioned.
2: <laughs> you will for the next two yes, years. I mean, you, you, will. You, will. you
0: absolutely will. You will
2: talk uh, about well, this. You undeniably will. He'll be at the NFL draft and you'll be talking about it.
0: I mean, we're I still- mean did I, t- did I talk about it when Baker got arrested uh, in New York? Yes, about uh, Julian Love. Oh yeah, okay, maybe I did. I don't know. Maybe I did, but I don't know. It was it was fucking stupid. Like and then you go look at like the guidelines of the award, and it was even beyond like of course like all awards like they try to be like every award tries to be the fucking the the Heisman right, and it's got this like mission statement. Michael Merritt was a fucking captain. Like, how much does that count? I guess it's like you just because it's like, oh, that has to be a a leader of men and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, convert people to to Mormonism. And, you know, I mean, whatever the fuck it is, they lined up. It just doesn't matter. They're just like, well, that's the Georgia tight end that I was going to pick back in August. Speaking of converting
3: people to Mormon, did you see that Drew Pine went to BYU? I did I share that. (laughs) I shared that in
0: her private Uh, that is a uh, Drew Pine has a very healthy, confident uh, sort of confidence in himself.
2: I mean, he, look, I mean, if, just, if he goes from 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 Notre Dame to starting at BYU, like he just pull off a caper, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, that's just you know.
0: I'd say watch out SMU uh, the year <laughs> after that. I mean, just let's hit up all the religions, the, you know, Catholic, the, Mormon, Baptist. The second most, most pro- the second most
3: prolific undersized Notre Dame player to convert to Mormonism, behind Rudy.
0: Well done,
2: well done. That was a great <laughs> reference.
0: <laughs> well done, well done. Oh shoot, yeah. That, so, anyways, that kind of sucked. You know, although Mayer now becomes uh, a consensus All-American. Um, speaking of All-Americans, I do want to give a shout-out uh, to uh, to Milk. Mike Vincent made it an All-American team today. That's so cool. Um, He can went back to back, uh, right? He's coming back. Yeah, milk is coming back. It's that's how good he is. I mean, we've had another long snapper on scholarship for like the last three, four years. The time for Alex Alex
2: Alex to uh, to find greener six star,
0: six star, six star long snapper. Uh, Just cannot see the field because milk. Um, But then also, uh, look, Jarrett Patterson and. you know, I, I realized Jarrett Patterson was not really an All-American worthy guard per se, like 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 first team All-American guard, um, because there's, there's a lot of good guards out there. Uh, in my mind, he would have been an All-American first team center uh, because that's basically what he was going into the season. But, you know, he got moved to left guard for for all the reasons, blah, blah, blah. But he still made a uh, I think a second team. Uh, all-American team uh, at guard. So that, that's nice. just nice to see. You know, guy, guy who put in the work uh, and was an unselfishly moved positions. He's almost 99% assuredly going to be a center uh, in the NFL. Um, so he was unselfish uh, trying to help the team out, moving a guard. So that was nice to see. Um, Foskey and all, I don't get all not being a uh, at least a consensus all-American either. He's the best left tackle on college football. Like, anybody that watches and scouts them is like, he's the best. If he was in the, if he was going to the NFL draft this year, he'd be like a top five, top 10 pick. How is he not? How does he not become at least a consensus all American? First Madison? three,
3: first three, first three games of the season.
0: Okay.
2: Isn't it amazing I mean, how quickly the Joe Alt took Blake Fisher out of our mouths. It's unbelievable. Oh God. Yeah.
0: Well, it wasn't quickly. We went through four other tackles <laughs> before we finally got to all. Um, yeah, but we weren't talking about Blake Fisher you know, at all. No. I mean, kind of
1: two years ago Blake
0: this time, Fisher. Joe Alt was this tight end, right? Well, no, I, Oh, two years ago, yes. Two years ago this time, uh, he was going to be coming in to our Dame as a tight end, maybe in a, as an offensive line project. They'll see when he gets here. We'll see when he gets here. I think they kind of knew he was going to grow into a offensive lineman, but I think if anybody's saying that he was going to be on this level by now was definitely smoking crack. Um, share your drugs, bud. Uh, and it's, it's been pretty amazing. And yes, she makes a great point. Like the talk was about Blake Fisher and like what he could become at left tackle. And then it, look, this is not a knock on Fisher. I thought Fisher had a good year. Uh, but just like, the level that Joe all has got himself to, um, in the, in the year and a half that he's been a starter is just like insane. For the, for
3: the 2023 season, I will be saying a Joe alt earned five star. It's,
1: I mean, it, that could be, a, the, that could
0: be, that's accurate. That's, a, that's accurate. Uh, so that's all happening. Yay for us. Uh, another, another consensus, all American, uh, congratulations, Michael Mayer. Um, really, not a whole lot. I do, I do enjoy the fact, just just because like you should never say never, and I, so that's the only reason that I kind of smile at this. But when <laughs> Marcus Freeman said that no other players are going to be jumping in the portal, and then literally two days later came Baran jumps in the portal. <laughs> so uh, it just goes to show you that you know it's it's if recruiting never sleeps, I don't know what the transfer portal does. once that? bad boy opens up. It's like Here's, altering dimensions.
2: Talk about 3d chess. I bet you Marcus Freeman knew came wrong was, and he was actually talking about anybody past came wrong. Cause he'd already called, he had already tossed off came Brown in his, in his mind. That's what I think.
0: That's a good point. And he, and he is an inexperienced head coach. So the, and we've already seen him like talk things out in a press conference that maybe he shouldn't be, you know what I mean? Like, once he gets more and more experience being a head coach, you will get less and less of that. So, okay. That makes sense. I don't mind that. Okay. Uh, anything more pressing about Notre Dame recruiting or transfer portal that you guys want to talk, talk anything about before we move on to the next thing?
3: Well, they signed the transfer portal player.
1: They did. You're right.
2: Trader. Right. Oh no, it wasn't Garrett trader. Mm -hmm. No, no, it looked like Homelander. And it wasn't Ricky It was Homelander's kid. Yes, uh a graduate kicker from USF, right?
0: Yep. Yep. I uh, got us another kicker. Hey, Scott. look, Scott. we got six-star kickers on the roster, too. Just go get you the best uh, kicker you can every year. If you got to do that in the portal, so be it. Cool.
1: Yeah, you don't want to end
3: up like Michigan State where they had a abysmal kicker and they were going for it on fourth lost in the Illinois game. Um yeah, you you don't want to be in that position.
0: No, that that shit'll get you. That shit that'll hit you harder than a beaver in Vermont, you know?
3: Yeah, don't fuck up your alignment <laughs> <laughs> and redirect your entire route from uh the state of Maine if you're trying to drive there uh away from Vermont.
0: uh, You know, I was thinking it was insane to me that it would take 14 hours to get from my house to Moosehead Lake in Maine, where it only takes 12 hours to get from my house to Orange Beach on the Gulf in Alabama. But then I started thinking, like, the cultural difference, like, culturally, Hicksville, Ohio, is the same as way much more Alabama than Maine. (laughs) So it makes sense. This is those two hours. Anyways. Uh let's we'll take a quick break. Uh when we come back we'll uh we'll talk about something else. All right. Boys, it's it's bowl season. Uh and we got I we're going to have to we got to do a job here. We we got to get through all of these bowls with our picks. Um I do want to mention uh if you are fretting at all or wringing your hands at all about Mayer and Foskey not playing in the bowl game, South Carolina is dealing with the with the same with the same noise, if not worse. Uh, I think they're up to five or six guys that have opted out or jumped to the starters that have opted out or jumped to the portal. Yeah, they're leaving really the rushing so. on and you know
4: tight
0: end yeah, yeah, gone. They, yeah. they got guys it's,
2: jumping.
0: It's tackle. It's Spencer Rattler's there. So. Yeah. So that's good. Uh, but it's it's going to be a skeleton crew out there, um, and it's fine. It is what it is. And so, like, your bowl picks, and I'm just talking about Notre Dame and South Carolina. So your bowl, just know that your bowl picks, 40 bowls out there, every team is going through this except for the teams in the playoffs. I, mean, I, had a, maybe a, I think most of the New Year's Six teams are pretty intact as well at least with their starters for the most part. So, you know, outside of the new Year's six and playoffs, the rest of the bowl games, you don't, you really have no idea who's showing up uh, to play ball. Right.
1: Like it it's a world war out there,
0: but the bowl, uh, bowl season starts on Friday and I am still going to get, uh, the one foot down bulge challenge up, uh, it's it's been a rough week for me to get anything done. Uh and I was uh I I have to get lawyer language up, I think, before I get this up there. Uh but the but it is up there, definitely let everybody know via Twitter. So you gotta follow us on Twitter at one foot down. I mean you don't have to follow us. You can just check. Uh please follow us. Um uh but the uh the winner of the bowl challenge will get a uh a home field hoodie, uh, which is just a a warm, cozy that's sweet. Yeah, that's warm what cozy goodness. That's a good, now, that's Joshua, good.
2: Do, do they get to pick their own hoodie, or are you picking for them? Oh, yeah.
0: No, abs- they can absolutely pick their own hoodie. I, I'm not going to force you to wear uh, or ones? to choose any tuxedo. No, you don't have to get an Notre one. You get a Tulane one. Uh, you can get uh, you get a Nebraska one if you like, like Matt Rule. I not don't know. Buy them I mean,
2: Michigan or USC one, right? Like there are limits, right?
0: No, if they want a USC or Michigan hoodie, I will. Look, I I, I, I I can't get that specific. <laughs> Oh, so okay. much lawyer language. I can't deal with so it. Mu- so many I hate lawyers. lawyers more than I hate. I hate lawyers more than I hate Michigan USC. All right. Like last year, the winner, he picked a Michigan State shirt. The son goes to state. So if, if I'm going to do that, I'll buy a fucking Trojan. So I think you're a tool. Uh, but, you know, that's not going to stop me from giving you what you what you earned with your blood, sweat and bull picks. Yeah. Uh, so. Uh, uh, you know, I got picks lined up, right? Or our, our, personal
1: bowl challenge is our, I, I thought we
3: were going to go through all, are we gonna, are we picking them all? No, I just have the ones okay. picked up until next, uh, next pod being, I would assume Wednesday.
0: No, our next pod will not be Wednesday. It'll be Tuesday.
3: Well, I have them picked up until Wednesday, which is just a singular game.
0: South Alabama, okay. Western Kentucky. Okay. Well, that's good. That's good. That, that definitely makes us, uh, I know someone out there is looking for a four hour pod tonight. I just don't think we have it in our, in our abilities to give,
3: uh, (laughs) plus, plus for those ones, I would like to know a little bit more on the opt outs before I decide to, to, uh, put anything down. I'd like to see. There's
0: there's pride on the line here, you know? Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, I'll hand it over to you, Brendan. Let's uh right. let's get these things so rolling. I
3: uh you know, I don't I don't think we can, we, we have to give too much on it um uh, because a lot of them uh like with this first one, um UAB in Miami of Ohio. Um UAB is a um and, and they of course are playing in the esteemed hometown lenders Bahamas bowl. Um oh I do like this one. Yeah, and uh UAB is an eleven point favorite. Against Miami
2: of Ohio, uh, UAB had a diff- decent season this year, right? I'm not going to front and pretend like I know a lot about either no, one. I mean,
3: of these. I mean, both teams were
0: six and six.
2: Oh, is that right? Oh, okay.
0: I would I would argue that UAB's six and six is better, a little better, better than Miami's, yeah, like a lot better.
1: Yeah, and I think that the running back for UAB. Like, I'm pretty I think the running
3: back for UAB, uh Dwayne McBride, um Is the if he wasn't the highest, he probably might be. If he wasn't the hi- uh the leading rusher in college football. Uh let me just make sure of that. Yeah, he was the leading rusher in college football with Ooh. uh seventeen hundred thirteen yards.
0: And he didn't jump to the portal?
3: Uh I don't know if he's you know what, let me let me look that real quick. Uh yes. he's a junior, yeah. so yeah. He, he definitely uh he definitely could well, maybe he's just gonna go
0: to, well if he's a junior, maybe he's just gonna go to the NFL draft. It's not gonna waste another year of of football or of time.
3: You know, he did, he did. not uh he's not he's not announced any sort of portal. Um
0: yeah, so he so he's an NFL draft uh not yeah, maybe he's not gonna stick around for a year. But he's gonna play the bowl game though.
1: Um that we know. That we know of, yeah. Yeah, it looks like he is. Okay,
0: uh, Jude, you were gonna go first, so go.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, well, I don't know, shit. Um, I mean, don't not knowing anything about either one of these teams, I would not take this as financial advice. But uh, give me UAB to cover. What is it? Eleven points. Eleven points. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I I think I won some money in UAB earlier this season on some weird ass bets, So. If I'm giving it back, then so be it. And um, I just, when all it when all fails, just go with the, what is it, CUSA, right? C-U-S-A for UAV? Yeah. yeah. Let's
0: do yeah. it. Yeah. So I know everybody loves advanced stats, uh, but I am still a very much a lover of basic bitch stats. Um, I'm a basic bitch, man. It makes sense to me. Um, <laughs> Miami 6-6 six and six came with them doing... With them scoring 20.3 points per game, 20.3 points per game, and allowing 22.5. I'll take UAB uh, to cover easily. You won six games averaging just a shade over 20 points a game. It's incredible. Um, I feel like this
3: is uh, for me. So I will take Miami of Ohio. I don't think they're going to win this football game, but uh bulls are weird. So That's I important. think, and, and the Bahamas bowl
2: is always very weird,
3: especially for yes. back
2: schools. I was going to so say central Michigan, right? Had a weird central one.
3: Central Michigan had a very weird Bahamas bowl. Uh, so yeah, give me, give me, I'll, uh, I'll take Miami of Ohio to cover the spread.
1: Ohio, everything. <laughs>
0: uh, I couldn't in good conscience. Twenty point three points per game.
3: Yeah, right. Ridiculous. Um, so the next the next bowl game is a is actually a ranked matchup in the Duluth Trading Cure Bowl. Uh, I hope you like how I said cure because I normally just say cure. Um... <clears throat> But yeah, the Duluth trading Cure Bowl, Troy is playing um, University of Texas, San Antonio, the Roadrunners, and Troy is a a point-and-a-half favorite in this football game. Both teams are 11-2.
2: Yeah, UTSA was good last year too, right? They were. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I just I this is such a dumb reason. But, the, you know, I'm going to give you all dumb reasons, because, again, uh, two teams I did not watch throughout the year. Um, I like the I like Roadrunners. I think that's a great name for a for college. Not enough people are doing Roadrunners. Too many people do Trojans. So I'll take UTSA and the I get a one and a half points for that. Right. Yeah. Sweet. Give it to me. Um,
3: I'm I, I'm going to I'm going to join you. Um, and here's my reason and rationale. Uh, the quarterback for UTSA, Frank Harris, uh, is one of the better quarterbacks statistically in in the country. He's 71% completion. He's thrown for 300 for over 3,800 yards. He's got a 31 to seven touchdown interception ratio. But none of that's why I'm picking him. The reason I'm picking him is because do you know what his number is, boys? Is a quarterback. He's number zero. Agent zero. <laughs> so I'm going with uh, UTSA in this spot as well. Um simply because their quarterback has the cojones to roll with the number zero.
1: He's pretty damn good too. You know what? I I just I find it hard to I'm gonna go with Troy. I
0: got a hard time with uh fun bell teams, man. Tough, those tough, tough programs. Troy going 11 and two in the season. That's a that's a losses that's
3: a just losses to Appy State and Old Miss. And after the Appy State game, which was week three, they they
0: rattled off 10 and straight w- wins. Was a it wasn't the Appy State game was a fucking hail mary, like life moment for Appalachia State, wasn't it? Yeah. Like wasn't that the week, the week right after Appalachian state beat Texas A&M. It was and a, it was a, the, it was a hail
3: Mary play. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah it was a, it was a incredible play at Appalachian state too. Yeah. 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 So that's it. That's the only losses man. Yeah. yeah give me the,
3: they beat Marshall 16 to seven, Western Kentucky, Southern miss Texas state. I mean, they ran through it. They even beat army 10 to nine. Uh, and then they, <laughs> they crushed incredible. coastal. They crushed coastal, uh, 45, 26 and,
0: a conference so, championship. So they know how to deal with the quarterback. Then is what you're saying.
1: They they can deal with the quarterback. Uh, that's what it looks like. Yeah, they beat Grayson McCall. Uh, yeah, get, yeah, give me Troy. All right.
3: So the next the next game is the best bowl game <laughs> of the entire. It it is the singular best bowl <laughs> game of the entire bowl uh, season. Um, not only because the matchup is is kind of delectable with two Kentucky schools playing each other. Let's just be honest here. Um, (laughs) But in the Wasab Fenway Bowl, uh, with both teams on the same sideline, you have Cincinnati playing nine and three Cincinnati, playing seven and five Louisville. By the way, the head football coach of Louisville, Scott Satterfield, is now the head coach of Cincinnati. Uh, after uh, Luke Fickle took job at Wisconsin and Louisville somehow, according to what I'm seeing now is a two point favorite. Uh, I will point out now that uh, Malik Cunningham, Malik Cunningham has opted out of the bowl game and is going to the NFL draft.
2: Okay. So that's, that's why the line is where it is.
3: But, but no, I mean, Louisville is a two point favorite. Oh, I would have thought it'd go the other way.
0: (laughs) Sorry. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I mean, Ben Bryant's got the, four, former Eastern Michigan quarterback Ben Bryant. That's what we say in yeah, this podcast, Brett.
3: Right? That, that's what we say. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I it, it, right. somehow Louisville is a two-point favorite in this football game.
2: Okay. Um, so this feels like free money, and that's a bad thing to to say when Vegas is involved, right?
3: Right. But, but it's it, true, right? Is it a thing where Vegas is like, ah, yeah. it's free money. You're, you're so, an idiot. Yeah. I mean,
2: Satterfield, Satterfield has the entire at- playbook. He knows the entire yes. playbook and the top, the top, arguably the top player on Louisville's team is opting out of the bowl game.
3: Not even arguably the offense. Is
2: no, it's, it's, it's pretty. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Uh right, Give me Cincinnati. Yeah. It,
0: yeah. ESPN's uh, FBI. Uh, Matchup predictor still has Louisville 55%. Dude. This is so stupid. This is gonna be this gonna be like a, a nine point win for Cincinnati.
3: I I don't disagree with any of that sentiment. <clears throat> the only thing I can think about is that Louisville gets up for this football game. Well, I would say Louisville gets up for this football game because they want to show their coach, you know, whatever. But at right, the same time. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not like they're getting left. I mean, they already have their next coach, mm-hmm. which they're pretty pleased about. Right. In, um, uh, Bram,
0: Uh, so. Uh, I mean, who's the that, next guy in for Louisville at quarterback? I,
3: I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, Malik Cunningham. Brock,
0: everything. Brock Dillman. Brock Dillman. He That's has, a- uh, this year he had, a, he had 866 yards passing.
2: Maybe I shouldn't bet against and guys three. named Brock playing quarterback as
0: backups.
3: Maybe, maybe not.
2: Would <laughs> that work with Brock Berlin?
3: Yeah, Brock Dillman, who's a fifty three percent I mean, yeah, I I do not understand how Cincinnati on paper could lose this football game. Um, it would have to be, you know, bowl wackiness. Which Brock Dillman has and has happened. Five interceptions, three touchdowns. I mean, come on. And his only extended, uh, he, well, he's had a little bit of extended play, but uh, against Virginia, he went 17 for 30, for 275, two picks. I mean, every time, <laughs> he just he just throws, pick, uh, yeah. I, give me Cincinnati as well. And Josh, are you taking Cincinnati, or are you going to take us off this uh, assuredly sure
1: thing?
0: No, I am absolutely taking Ben Bryant. All
1: right.
3: Yeah. Okay. Eastern Michigan zone. Yes. All right. So the next game is a little Pac-12 SEC matchup here. uh, With, uh, you know, we've been a lot of beaver talk on this podcast, and uh, we'll bring it back to the Beavers as Oregon State is playing Florida as, as some people say, and the SRS distribution Las Vegas bowl and the nine and three beavers of Oregon state are playing the six and six Gators of Florida and Oregon state's a 10 point
2: favorite. Wow. 10 points. Fuck,
3: 10 points. Um, Richardson, the quarterback for Florida has yeah, opted, opted out.
2: Oh yeah. um, so oh, I was just going to go with the whole, like, Florida's not going to want to be there cliche, but 10 points, man. Fuck, that's a
3: lot. That's a lot of points. So what's your confidence level on an Oregon State team coming off a, a big win against the,
1: you know, in-state rival Oregon? Maybe costing Oregon a uh, Pac-12 title, right?
2: mm. I mean, I definitely think Oregon state wins this game. I think there's the, the hemming hawing part for me is whether they win by 10.
3: Cause, cause like for me, I either think that Florida just wins this game outright or Oregon state just blows them out of the water. It's kind of my read on it is like either Florida wants to be there or Florida does not. And just,
2: I mean, Vegas is cool, but I I could also see them sort of saying peace out in terms of like the six and six season. And we just lost our quarterback and this is no, this isn't really that much fun.
3: Yeah, that's, that's kind of my, but for Oregon state, this is a huge deal. Like this game is immensely enormous for an Oregon state program. That's just thirsty
2: Four. I'm gonna be honest. I think I'm gonna go last on this one because if you guys agree, then I'm probably gonna just split so that we don't have to we don't have to uh, vote this game. But I honestly don't know. I'm I'm conflicted. I mean, I'm
0: taking
3: Florida in the points. I'm taking I'm taking Oregon State. Um, because I I don't think Florida's. I'll I'll
2: be join there. Joshua and take Florida in the points. I just feel like 10's a lot, but mm-hmm. I'm gonna laugh so hard when it's like forty two, seventeen. Right?
0: Uh, yeah, I just don't think that. <laughs> I don't think Oregon's going to get to that.
3: Yeah, I think I think Oregon I mean, State probably wins like, I don't know, 31 to 50, 31 to 17 or something like that. Well, I I, I just don't see how Florida scores f- points.
0: It's kind of I don't low. know. I don't see. I don't, I don't see Oregon State scoring more than 24 points. I I could see this being like a 24-17 game win for Oregon State, but. I think that's about it. Low score. Uh, what, what's the over under? 53? Yeah. Yeah. Smash the under. Yeah.
3: I mean, they put 38 on Oregon. Down the stretch, they I went 20, 38 against Cal, 31 against Arizona State, and 38 against Oregon. I'm just going to
0: say, say, I, can that. See I don't, don't some, think they score more than 24 points. Uh,
1: that, I mean, that's I do, fair. I do
0: not. All right, so next I'm not game. to give much props
3: though. <laughs> um, next yeah. game is sort of a, a you know we haven't mentioned it on the pod, but um, you know legendary head football coach Mike Leach passed away. Um, one of his former schools, Washington State, is playing Fresno State in a bowl game, and um, Fresno State is a three and a half point favorite over the seven and five Cougars. Washington State and they are playing in the Jimmy Kimmel LA Bowl presented by Stifle that's a mouthful
0: this is the uh, Washington State team that uh, just absolutely walloped a dangerous Stanford squad for 2 14 this year by the way <laughs> they only
2: lost to Utah twenty-one seventeen. I'm sorry what's the line
3: uh the line is uh Fresno State three and a half.
1: Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, uh, give
0: me Washington State. I was gonna say give, give me, Wazoo, me Washington
2: you, State too. I, I I like them winning outright here and now I'm getting now I'm being gifted three and a half points. Ugh.
3: Oh boy. And so it looks like we all agree then.
2: <clears throat> <laughs> Let's do it for leech, man. Swing our swords. Hey, I gotta
0: tell you. This podcast, like Mike Leach, like he would have been a hell of a guest because he would have went along with all of our nonsense. Oh, and he, been so <clears throat> he would have absolutely. Yeah, we he would have did loved. Did like, you see the? Uh,
3: did you see he got asked in like somebody's DMs? They he somebody DM'd Mike Leach and he answered about like what would win the fight, and it was like a gorilla, or what would you rather fight? Pick two. It was like, and then the rest are you have to fight them, and it was like gorilla. Hawks, a thousand rats and all that kind of stuff and he was like, Oh, I'll take the <clears throat> the Eagles and the the Gorilla." And he was lamenting about it. He was like, "But the rats would win in the long term." Mike Leach is like, "The rats would win in the long term cuz they'd get you with the disease." And it's like Mike Leach.
0: <laughs> box of spring. Yeah, I mean the all. guy just the guy had he was the best uh quote, presser interview. I just, he's one of the most quotable college football coaches that we've ever seen because oh, he had, did not care about jumping into the pool with nonsense. Like, no, yeah. The,
3: the fat little girlfriend's rant was a great one. Uh, uh my favorite one was, uh, yeah, um, just said, um,
2: I think it was before the season started where he was asked to, um, rank all the PAC 12 coaches. And if, if he could beat them up in a fight, uh,
1: all, was, all
3: so the, all the, ma- coaches the mascots like which, which pack 12 mascots would win. And he was like, you need some Harry Potter stuff to be the sun devil.
1: <laughs> Too good. <laughs> All right.
3: So the next one is uh, Southern Miss is playing rice in the lending tree bowl. Um, Southern miss six and six rice somehow gets a bowl game at five and seven, uh, which that's great. Um, but Southern the, uh, alumni or the, uh, the school of Brett Favre. That's the only Southern Miss guy I can think of. Um, six point favorite in this football game against five and seven rice. Yeah. they're,
2: they're just gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna tear apart the owls. They're going to them and, um, and use their feathers as a, as a nice nesting spot for their, uh, their trophy. <laughs>
3: Yeah, so. I, I don't understand how Eagles. Rice even got a bowl game. Give me the Eagles. It did beat you. It did beat UAB though.
2: I mean, the the question is high APR, right? They must have high enough APR to get selected among the five seven teams.
1: Yeah, I mean that's all I can think of.
2: Higher than
3: you uh, of the other two directional Michigan schools that didn't make the, the bowl the bowl games, right? Central and uh, Western, only one directional school. Certainly wasn't
1: Eastern. Josh, you got to be done hold This.
0: the trophy. Are you taking Southern uh, Miss? Uh, Do you believe in the house? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and take Rice. <laughs> I, mean, somebody, I mean, fuck it. I mean, what? somebody's got to, I, I think, out there. I'm glad you did, because I'm not. <laughs> I'm taking
3: Southern
1: Miss. I don't think Southern Miss is very if good. If I took
0: Southern Miss, what?
1: we would have bet that game just, you would have took him okay i mean we're talking about
0: six points here too i mean southern miss wins on a field goal we're, we're good i look forward I mean, we're to ta- the, uh,
2: the dms of screenshots of rice leading in the uh third quarter with the with the big eyes emojis right
1: yeah. Right. No kidding. Josh, I, you piece of shit. I don't. I don't use the big eyes. I don't use the big eye emojis enough. You probably should. It's a, it's a it's a solid it's a solid one. The solid emoji. Um.
3: All this, right. <clears throat> this is the big eye emoji game. Well, so here's the uh. We'll call this one the Drew Pine Bowl. Uh. <laughs> the new the New Mexico Bowl as Drew Pine's first uh transfer portal. Uh, a destination spot. BYU <laughs> is playing Drew Pine's second destination at the transfer portal, SMU, in the uh, New Mexico Bowl, and SMU is a three and a half point favorite behind the talented arm of one Tanner Mordecai.
1: Is he talented, I don't know, I don't, I don't.
0: Uh, I mean if you're going to play in New Mexico you got to be mature and there is nobody more mature than the 29 year old uh on BYU's team. So give me the Cougars. I'm,
3: I I I'll think take, Tanner Mordecai is like a 6 year senior, too. I'll
2: though. take uh I'll take uh, the Mustangs cuz they once uh grabbed CJ Sanders and turned him into a little bit of a deal, not a, not like a appeared in a Jamie Foxx movie deal, but like just sort of a minor deal
0: um what would that is, be like would that be
2: like a um... <laughs> that'd be like being in a movie with bernie yeah. Mac or steve harvey instead of uh, jamie Foxx. Or... oh no yeah.
4: <laughs>
3: bernie Mac's still no a big deal i wonder if i wonder Yeah, had tanner mordecai is it's only a fifth year but i think he's got a six i wonder i wonder if he comes back for another one
0: uh for another year and you know Guys, what, can, what you're doing? What you're doing is talking uh, Tanner Mordecai, Notre Dame starting quarterback, into existence right now. <laughs> Does he you have know, a sixth year? Does he have a
3: seventh year? Because you know what they say. You know, a lot of
0: people go to college for seven years. Yeah, I know. they're called doctors. They're called doctors.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh. Or did you call? <laughs> sorry, that or niner?
3: What really are you on a walkie talkie in there? Were you on a walkie Uh, So who'd you take, Josh? You took. Uh, you took. BYU. Absolutely. Um, I think BYU is hot trash. I've said it all year. I think um, Kalani Satake is an awful coach, and they'll probably end up firing him and hiring Ken Niumatalolo in, in in another year and a half. And BYU will go to the triple option.
1: Uh, so give me uh, give me SMU. Judy, did, did you pick? Yeah, I said Stangs. Okay, Oh, that's right. Stangs because
2: right. of the C.J. Sanders connection. Which I would not okay. bet that. If
0: I'm, you. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was distracted by all the hate tweets I'm getting for tweeting out that I was hoping Bowen would decommit tonight while we're recording. Like, I, like I'm going to magically change this recruitment. Sorry, I don't have $5 million. And if I did, I sure as shit. And give it to an 18-year-old in high school. <laughs>
3: Just like the guy who uh, says he doesn't listen to the podcast, but then tweets about the podcast, uh, single-handedly steered Grayson McCall away from Notre Dame, who jumped into the (laughs) transport.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, whatever.
3: Next game. Next one. uh, Boise State, North Texas. Man, I think
0: this is a live one.
3: Yeah, this line,
1: live one. Um, it's the Frisco Bowl, and Boise State is a 10.5-point favorite.
0: I like the Broncos. Frisco Bowl, so this is getting played in, um, uh, whatever the fuck that, that's 49ers, place. whatever the hell that is, gold anymore.
1: Yeah, yeah, give me so far. give me Boise. Yeah, so far. No, they're playing that this one
0: in Frisco, Texas.
3: That? No, it's Frisco, Texas, in the in Toyota Stadium. I have no idea where that is, and I have no idea what the Toyota Stadium is, but it is in Frisco, Texas. So
0: I, so I was just going off straight off of Frisco being San Francisco. This is straight yeah. up. This is straight up Texas. Texas town putting this on, baby. Yeah,
3: in Toyota you're, Stadium. You'll find me in, it, no no in attendance this
0: game. <laughs> Should. I bet the I would I wonder if the guy that would commented tonight on the on the Apple Podcast uh, review if Puerto going be in this game.
3: I bet you can get better tamales than you could uh, ever hope to get
0: in uh Hicksville, Ohio, Risco Stadium. I don't know, man. There's there's a there's a <laughs> Lupitas is pretty good. It's fucking it's fantastic actually. I don't want to hear that nonsense. <laughs> and
1: they don't speak English up there. So that's how you know it's original. Um I, I like Boise as
2: well, but I gotta I gotta lay ten. Is that what I gotta do? Ten and a half. You get that hook. Half. Yeah, no, that's too much for me. I, I I'll take I'll take North Texas to cover. Mean Green. Um Yeah, I'm
3: gonna I'm to take Boise State in this one. Um just because I don't. I don't know. If, North Texas did win. I. Like, I don't know if they won, but they were one of the top two finishers, um, in uh, Josh's favorite conference, Conference USA, and um, they played USTA or UTSA in the conference title game that got them that. Uh, they Wait the a minute. Let's but,
0: put that slander aside. The Fun Belt is my favorite conference. I know. I know. I know. Um,
3: but yeah, I, I. I mean, North Texas is a seven and five, seven and six football team um, who ate some pretty big L's this year Uh, blowout L's. They lost to UNLV 58 to 27. Uh, That's all I need to know.
1: Um, So uh, give me Boise. Um, So the next game is against,
3: uh, I would, I think is Michigan's third best win (laughs) Uh, with the Yukon Huskies. Playing the thundering herd of Marshall. And uh somehow Michigan's third best win is uh a ten and a half point uh underdog or ten point underdog in this game. Yukon is a ten point dog
1: against Marshall. I think that's right, right? Yeah. I think Marshall's yeah. gonna smack yeah. that shit out of Connecticut. I say, give me Marshall. Yeah. I will lay the points. And
2: yeah,
3: this is the VR Marshall. Myrtle Myrtle Beach Bowl, by the way, in uh, Conway, South Carolina. Yeah, well, that's a long way from stores. Marshall went eight and four this year. That's uh,
0: that's something. They did. And they, they 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 fucked around and found out too. I mean, they, yeah, they they should they be, took uh, an
3: L to Bowling Green right after Notre Dame, and then they lost again to Troy right. right after that. And then they basically went uh six and one down the stretch.
0: Yeah, I mean this really should be a nine one team, maybe it's ten. Too. Yeah. It's why it's why people are more pissed about the Stanford game than the Marshall game. I mean, I'm more pissed
3: about the Stanford game than the Marshall game. Well, well
0: You well, could yeah.
3: write off the Marshall game. <laughs> But you cannot write off the Stanford one, yeah. Marshall game is a trap game.
1: Plain it simple. Yep. 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 Play it simple. So uh, I'm taking Marshall. Josh, you taking Marshall? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, let's bet this
3: Marshall game. I will be waiting, uh, <laughs> awaiting with faded breath. Um, so the next game, um, the floor will be entirely Josh's as we are going to pick the famous Idaho potato bowl in which the uh, San Jose state uh, is hosting. I am not hosting, but um, San Jose state is playing Eastern Michigan. San Jose is a three and a half point favorite. Josh
0: fucking disrespect. I mean, it's ridiculous. Uh, Boys, do you remember what Eastern Michigan's last bowl game win was? Yes, California Besides boys. a post. Yes. You know who that was against?
3: Uh, yes. San Jose State.
0: San Jose State.
3: You have a shirt that commemorates
0: it. I Damn right I do. Actually, uh, I got two of them because one was uh, poorly made. And homefield field uh, honored their commitment and sent me a new one. Um, Tell Eastern
1: me
3: about Michigan. Samson Evans. Tell me about Samson Evans.
0: You can run, man. Listen, Samson Evans is a hard running, running back. Uh, kind of a, um, Oh God. What's a, what's a good comparison for him.
3: Um, uh, only white running backs. You can only pick white running backs to compare
0: him. That's to. right. That's <laughs> why I was trying to think, um, wasn't the, uh, Cam McDaniels. No, he's not a Cam McDaniel, but did Notre Dame have a, the kid from Stanford. That's what it reminds me of. Toby Gearhart. Toby Gearhart. No, no, no. This this year's version of Stanford.
3: Oh, that piece of shit. Uh, yeah, he's
0: not. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's on that he's on that level. Uh, look, if you have the heart and will and determination. Casey and Philkins. The, yeah, Casey Philkins. Yeah, if you have that the heart, the will, the determination to win the Ma- Michigan Mac Trophy, San Jose State is nothing to you. Nothing. Uh look, uh, Jose Ramirez, who was a third team uh AP All American uh defensive end. Uh there's a lot out. of a lot of
3: similarities to Peyton Hillis, right? <laughs>
0: uh I, I I would say 30 all pounds. Of the, all of the comparisons <laughs> to Peyton Hillis. Thirty pounds a difference, baby. Um uh, yeah. Give me give me the Eagles. Uh Hurons forever, baby. It'd be nice if, if they would if they would break out uh, some throwbacks for this game, but uh, they mm-hmm. will not because. Uh, Are they going to uh, wear gray throwback. in this
3: football game? Are they going to wear gray? Is I guess what Plus, I need to
0: know. I mean, Eastern is the Oregon of uh, the Midwest, so uh, you don't know what they're going to wear. Um, I was actually I was actually shocked uh, the all greens against Central. Uh, they're they gonna get a
3: little more. I bet. I bet they wrestling. go out there in storm stormtrooper whites. It's my guess. The
0: mm, maybe, maybe, maybe. The Eastern's tough. They're kind of a. I mean, they're just a. They're a fucking scrappy Mac team, man. They they run the ball pretty good. Um, they got a good tight end. He's from the fucking Netherlands or uh, or something like that. <laughs> Um, we can really go up and get it. The kids like six, six, seven or some shit like that. Uh oh podcast listener, uh Sean Cameron, his son's on the team. Uh linebacker, special teams player. Uh he's getting after it. He's coming back next year for another for another round. Give me the Eagles, baby. I ain't no, no stop on this brick, Nick.
3: If they if they wear the jerseys they wore against Arizona State when they beat them this year, right? The the whites with the silver and then the gray pants, if they wear those, I Eastern by 20.
0: I, I swear to God, I think that was the exact same uniform they wore when they beat Purdue. Was it two years ago, last year, two years ago? When they beat mm-hmm. Purdue, I'm pretty sure it was the same, same getup. It would have it check check. been
3: 19 because they wouldn't have played them in 20.
0: Yeah, yeah, it would have been 19. Or was it in 2021?
3: Uh, no, I don't think he, I don't think, I don't think Purdue lost to, did they?
0: Was it Rutgers that we, we, like we, Eastern went on a streak of oh. beating bad big 10 teams like Illinois, Purdue
3: Rutgers, 2018. And okay. it was the same color. It was the same jerseys. I'm looking at the, the pictures See? now. There you go. So if they wear, if they wear, the, wear that same, if they wear them, Eastern Michigan by 20. Uh, but I am going to take Eastern in this game. I think Eastern wants it real bad, and uh, the symmetry of their only two bull wins coming at San Jose State is
0: is delectable. The fact that we uh, we still were able to shield Chris Creighton away from the rest of the college football has been like I don't know if people understand how hard it is to win consistently at Eastern Michigan. It's impossible. And Chris Creighton and Chris Creighton's been doing it. And he still hasn't, he still has not got lured away. That is incredible to me. It's awesome because that means Eastern gets to stay at least consistently competitive. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it's, it's incredible to me that you just, that's like, go, I mean, you just do, you can't, you do not win on a consistent basis at Eastern Michigan. They've never done it.
3: No, you just have They've to never, remain they, consistently mediocre, but not good enough to get noticed.
0: Pretty close. I mean, I, dude, eight wins at, at Eastern. It's incredible. It isn't. Yeah.
3: Could be
1: nine. did they get to Let's nine? Uh,
2: so I think that um, I'm comfortable saying that Eastern Michigan covers in this game.
3: Oh boy. So we're all in on Eastern Michigan. This is, this makes Josh oh,
2: immeasurably. I happy. also have I also have breaking, non-breaking news. Six minutes ago, from the account of at Peyton Bowen 10, Miss M-I-S-S information has been leaked about me and my recruitment. Completely untrue. I'm picking a school based on uh, based on program and best fit for me and where I want to go to school, comma, that simple, period.
1: <laughs> I, I, so,
2: I so he, so he committed. You I do not. So you decommitted. I do not tweet at recruits, but if I did, I would send him the GIF of uh, Will Ferrell as Ron Burgundy pointing straight at the screen saying, I don't believe you. I, uh, so he if
0: he's committed He
2: committed
0: Because he starts to pick a school.
3: Yeah, like, w- what, what are you talking about picking? A, you already picked a school.
0: Well, it's funny.
2: It's funny because yeah. one of the quote, one of the quote tweets from Ducks Cruton says Bowen puts an end to ridiculous rumors from Notre Dame's fans. Mm, no, I don't think he did. I don't think no. he did
0: that at all. So I
3: I don't think he did that thing. He did not say I remain committed to Notre Dame. He says, I will be picking a school that's the best fit for me. Um, And I don't
0: know. Maybe. Yeah.
2: And, <laughs> and the first response is, is uh, hey,
0: is two million dollars a best fit.
2: It's be right? The first the first response is from uh, Domed Golder, who says, uh, yeah, so just wondering what is it exactly about Oregon that all of a sudden has your attention? <laughs> yes. Yes, Peyton, What is it about Oregon? And then an Oregon
3: fan responds. None of your business. This is a young man picking school.
2: <laughs> and Let's not forget sports talk, drew, sports talk true from the top rope going. Brian Driscoll is a loser who spreads misinformation. Please do not let him influence your decision and is home. Brian Driscoll doesn't even influence his wife's decisions. I'm not sure he's talking about – I don't think Peyton Bowen is uh, going to go to school based on what Brian Driscoll says.
0: And I've never been one to defend Brian Driscoll for anything. But that thing the message that Message Board Genius has put out, that's like – I'm pretty sure that was like behind the paywall thing Yeah. for him. I mean I have no idea. But well, the other thing is – he's that out there in the public trying
2: right? – who cares right, if it's right, who, who cares if it's two million? If 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 Peyton Boeing's people are saying that it's two million, then it's it's in any number that they want it to be. That's out of reach, right? It just doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. If the kid gets two million, God bless. Well,
0: it's almost, not two million, but let, what if it is two million? The exact same account, almost almost the exact same account and amount has been has been uh, out there from multiple multiple reporters from different sites. So either one – either they're all using the same source and they're – this is like – this is like – what was this? Newsroom. This is uh, Genoa all over again. Uh, Or it's just fucking – or it's just true. And it's just – it's exactly what – it's exactly what we talked about where for some reason, despite uh, this being acceptable within the rule – I mean, within the rules, however you want to say it recruits and their parents don't like the money to talk being like, they don't be looked at as greedy. So he puts it out there. I mean, he puts it out there that this, Oh, this isn't part of the decision. Just like the Dante Moore stuff. And Dude, look, that's I don't fine. They can how, do whatever they can do and like, say whatever they want. I don't understand how $2 million wouldn't be a decision for any
2: family, let alone the family of a 17 year old. Who's never going to spend a million dollars in his life.
0: Otherwise, like it's fine. It's fine. And look, I don't have, and I don't have, but I don't have a problem with them saying that say what he said either. Like if like you are the you it's are the writer of your own story. It's absolutely not true. No. He's not
2: he's not going based on fit. He's going based on who's who's
0: throwing the bag at him. Let's be honest. Jude, Just be honest. Jude, listen, listen. Well, okay. Best fit. <laughs> Best fits my wallet. It's an extra two I don't know. He said program, so
1: he didn't say
3: program. And he certainly didn't he said, say that I, re- I remain committed to Notre Dame. <laughs> he you, just, you, just, you just verbally decommitted. That's fine.
1: That's cool. His bio still says he's committed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Boy.
3: <laughs> All right. So speaking of uh, shady institutions and shady behavior, uh, Toledo – uh, Josh's favorite city in the state of Ohio is uh, playing Josh's favorite university, the university of Liberty um, who no longer have a football coach. Well, they do have a football coach now, um, but in the yeah. roof Jim claim, Jaffa. the RoofClaim.com Boca Raton bowl, uh, Toledo is a five point favorite over the future home of Grayson
1: McCall Liberty playing. Look, uh, we, root uh, the, we root for the meteor here, right? <laughs> like,
2: I'm just, I feel, I feel icky saying I'll take Liberty in the points, right?
3: I mean. I just want to hear Josh pick Toledo.
1: <laughs> That's what I want. I will Josh never P- pick Liberty. I will yeah. never, ever right. pick Liberty.
3: Hit your wagon to Toledo. Give it to me.
0: Liberty loses. <laughs> yeah, and who wins? America.
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> is DaQuan Finn playing? Because that's my question. Uh, if that if, I if, don't know. If DaQuan
3: Flint, I mean DaQuan Finn isn't playing. There is no way that Toledo wins this football game. They're not a football team with, without Daquan Finn. Like, they're, they are they uh, are uh, a three and nine football Eww. team without Daquan Finn.
0: I mean, that's actually a good point because I don't know. Health was an issue with him at the end of the season. It
3: sure was. That's why they lost to Bolden Green in Western Michigan. They were a shoe in, um, you know, to win the win the Mac until
1: Daquan Finn got hurt. Uh,
0: Liberty,
1: uh, it doesn't, it doesn't change anything
0: for me. Liberty. This is how, this is how Liberty dies. <laughs> with, <laughs> with applause. I'm going
3: to take Liberty, um, because I have no such hang-ups over, um, you know, charlatan, uh, you know, uh, nouveau Protestant religion universities uh, that, that you know, form up out of nowhere um, playing football. I, I don't have a problem with that. I want to take liberty.
2: Um, and like and like uh, like me, Brandon likes to watch.
0: I like to watch it. Yeah. Oh, did, you, did you guys watch that? Did you watch that?
2: Nah, I haven't watched it yet. I. It's on the. It's on the. T- list. On the to do list. Highly recommend. What's it called again? Highly recommend. Adventures
0: with the pool boy. Uh, something like that. I can't remember what it is called, but it's. All in the family. It's pretty good. Uh, <laughs>
1: daddy's got a beard. I don't know.
3: <laughs> and then the last bowl game we have set to pick,
1: Yeah. Uh, which I
3: think will go um, before we record or after we record, but I just wanted to get it in there. Um, and that is South Alabama, a
1: four and a half point favorite over Western Kentucky. Name a player on South Alabama. I cannot. No one can. Name a player on Western Kentucky. Carter Bradley. Okay.
2: uh jaguars beat hilltoppers 10 times out of 10 so give me the jags
3: I mean, i can name a player on western kentucky but he's not there anymore
0: no he's what do you mean back. jag wait wait wait, 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 wait 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 i'm not gonna let you get away with this what do you mean wait, jaguars no, no. beat hilltoppers 10 times out of 10
3: Austin Reed's coming back, right? Austin Reed put himself in the transfer portal. He's a 4,200-yard passer. Did I he put stop? himself in the pass in the transfer portal? and He's coming back. So Western Kentucky's quarterback, um, who is going to be one of the top quarterbacks in the transfer portal, is coming back to Western Kentucky, and I would assume playing in the bowl game. So I'll go. I'm more no concerned Austin about Jude not thinking I'll a
0: hilltopper think can't Kentucky. stand his ground.
2: Against a, a fucking jaguar? Are you are you high?
0: Is a jaguar packing heat and fucked up on moonshine?
2: Mm, that's true. <laughs> he is packed. He here is both the musket and the moonshine. is his gun. The yeah, jaguar I mean, up on he, him while he's camping and he's
0: drunk. I mean, drunk. hilltoppers. Hilltoppers fucking live for this.
2: Sleep.
0: Hilltoppers live for this shit. Like, like they will, they will tell, they will tell tales for generations. Listen, About the Jaguar massacre
3: that, ha- that some, I mean, dude, some hilltoppers might, I would say maybe uh, one out of 10 hilltoppers would, but nine out of 10, you know, Mordecai's or, um, you know, uh, Jebedis are not, they're just too drunk to pass out and get eaten by a Jaguar in their sleep.
0: They ain't too drunk to shoot. And, and dude, if you've ever, if you were went hiking in a hilltopper area, they got some shit set up. You got to be careful. And they don't like people being on their spot. Them Jaguars are are they're, they're walking in some dangerous territory, man. Now you're walking trees. around. You don't think a hilltopper isn't up there bare fucking foot, putting up some, some traps.
1: Highly underestimated a hilltopper. I'm offended.
0: I'd say Hilltopper wins that battle take, seven times out of ten. Kentucky. That's why they're still there. That's take, why they're still there in the, in, in the hills. They own that shit. ATF don't even want to fuck with that.
1: Are you going to bark all day, doggy? Or are you going to bite? Are you taking the Hilltoppers or not? Goddamn right I am. Okay. Thanks for the free one. And that's all I got for the picks. Okay. In the race for the case,
2: I'm gonna be way ahead. Um I think I'm I'm feeling pretty good about what I I got going on here.
3: As far as things that we're all lined up on. Cincinnati, Washington State.
2: Wait a second. How did I get how did I get written down as Toledo? I definitely pick Liberty.
3: Oh, you picked Liberty? Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. All right. Because you're smart. All right. so we We are all on board with uh, Cincinnati, Uh, (laughs) Marshall, Marshall, Eastern Michigan.
2: There's a hell of a slate right there.
0: That is a that is a whole lot of uh, that is a whole lot of OFT podcast adjacent going on right there. That is on
3: brand, yes. (laughs) Cincinnati, Washington. Did you say Washington? We're all in on it. Yeah. Yeah. We're well, all dude, in the- Marshall, Eastern Michigan. Very, Mar- yeah. Very good.
1: I can't believe I'm the only Mormon pick here. I mean, have you watched BYU play this year? <laughs> he has at least once. <laughs> at least once. Several, several and they are god awful. Until, until they're not. Until, well, that's true. Jaren it's bowl, bowl season. Um yeah. They lost the liberty <laughs> 41 to
3: 14. Boy. Boy, oh boy. You're you're hitching your wagon to a team that lost the Liberty 41-14.
1: That's a choice. They beat Stanford though. And thus ruining the <laughs> transitive <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, shit.
1: All right. Well. All right.
0: That's it. That's good enough for tonight. We could all we could we could hammer out Peyton Bowen's tweet a couple more times. I don't think that's necessary. Uh, We could all talk about uh, Brennan Vernon. Being awesome in the size of uh, the state of Ohio but we will not. Okay. I just so people know, and I'm going to wrap it up, and we'll get to Jude's final kind of thought in a second here, but I hope people know, like, I don't think I'm going to be very kind about the recruiting class, though, when it's all said and done. Like, even if it finishes ninth or tenth, which, without without Peyton Bowen, is the likely landing spot for this class. Like, yeah, that's a top 10 class. Okay. But everything that you wanted the class to be, like everything that you thought you were getting in Freeman. And this isn't a this isn't a knock on Freeman. He's doing what he can, I mean within what within what he can do. But none of that none of that stuff that you thought was happening is happening. And so trying to talk it up like it's fucking awesome, that's what coaches do at the podium on signing day. That's not that shit. That's not going to be what I'm going to do. Because there was huge misses here, right or wrong, and uh, it's just it's all lined up that way. Oof, man, I'm so t- I'm so tired of the cycle. The cycle can go straight somewhere else.
1: All right, Jude. We got lots the tank, sir. Um,
2: I did not prepare anything. Uh, was a little unprepared for this for this podcast in general. Um, I just w- wish everybody uh a happy uh, weekend of uh, whatever the hell you
1: do besides watch bowl games with us. Yeah. Bowl games are key. That
0: is a key to happiness in December. People talk, people talking about bowl game, like the worst bowl game still gets better. Like TV rankings than like great NCAA basketball games. These bowl games are not going away. Even when they go to 12-team playoff, the bowl games are not going away. They make too much money for for ESPN. They're always going to stick around. So don't don't fret, don't worry. You're still going to get the uh, the Arizona Bowl. You're still going to get the Cure Bowl. You're still going to get the Duke's Mayo Bowl. It's all it's all going to be all going to be right there. The multiple Cheez-It bowls. There's two. Uh, Brenna,
3: what do you got left in the tank? Um, yeah, we're coming up to the end of the year. Um, it's a, it's a tough time of year for me. Um, because I'm putting together my best uh, every year since wait, where's my Spotify list at? Every year since 2009, uh, when I did it on uh, iTunes, I put together the best the best music for the whole year. And uh, 2022 is going to be a tough. There's going to be some tough cuts. Uh, I max out at 22 or 25 is the maximum amount no doubles uh, for artists. It's going to be tough. It's also going to be tough for uh, you know, anime of the year this year. Chainsaw Man's been very good. I thought Made in Abyss season <laughs> uh, season 2 was going to be tough to beat. But man Chainsaw Man has uh, it's been phenomenal. So we'll see how they if they stick the landing in these last two episodes. Um and it's looking like they are um so yeah, it's going it's to be tough for me to pick an anime of the year and music of the year is going to be tough too. So, uh, just excited for, uh, for this, uh, for this year to wrap up, um, 2022 has been, uh, far as Notre Dame football goes, um, it's had its highs for certain, uh, with the Clemson game and it's, it's definitely had its lows, but, um, I'm, uh, I'm optimistic for the future. Um, recruiting class, you know, whatever, I, I still think that there's pieces of this recruiting class that um, can make a serious impact in Notre Dame moving forward. It doesn't have the game changers that a Kian Keeley or perhaps a Peyton Bowen would have been. But I like the wide receivers. I like the fact that they signed wide receivers. I like the fact that they uh, signed you know, top 300 uh, cornerbacks that's a nice development uh, so I can't get too upset at it if if you didn't follow recruiting intimately and I think this is ultimately what it boils down to and it's sort of the Jude Seymour approach to it and you just look at it at the end of the year having not really followed it I- immensely closely and you're like Notre Dame had a top 10 class recruiting and you look at it you go th- this was pretty successful it's just it followed it closely sort of the minutiae and the swapping of, of parts and the players that they lost along the way make it seem like it's worse than it actually ended up being. Um, I think right. that that's a pretty big component of it. Is For those of us who follow it closely and intimately, it's like you're thinking about, oh man, they had these guys there. They had the three guys in the top 40, and they lost them. But if you're just looking at it having not followed it, and you're like, First season in eight and four season Marcus Freeman, top 10 class signed some receivers, signed some cornerbacks. Uh, Drake Bowen probably should be a five-star player, but isn't for whatever reason. Um, I'm okay with this Signed the best, you know, the highest rated uh, uh, offensive lineman um, since, uh, you know, Q Um, we'll see how he ends up rating out at the end but I'm okay. I'm okay with the, the, the class. Um, I, it just, it could have been better. It wasn't, it's still very good. So I can't be too upset.
0: Right. Right. No, no, that's fair. That's very accurate. And look, look at least, at least they were not playing with that. Uh, only can sign three wide receiver BS. <laughs> no. And, and at least they're not like they signed a giant yeah, class. The, and, and, they're still, and they're still in the portal looking for more wide receivers to go along uh, with all the wide receivers in the, uh, you know, in the, re- in the recruiting class. So uh, at least that those days are, are behind us as far as right.
3: And they, they, they signed the a giant class, you know? but it wasn't like, do you remember when Notre Dame signed the, what, what was it? It was the, uh, was it 2021? They signed the giant class 27, 27. In, yeah. 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 And, you know, the the average star, I think the average ranking will be higher in this class, even than that class was.
0: Um, yeah, it will be. And significantly higher. I mean, the, we I I think I've said on the pod, if I haven't said it on the pod, I know I definitely said it in the DMs that the the Keeley Bowen, Dante Moore, less their name class is basically just Brian Kelly. What a Brian Kelly is very good. Uh, recruiting class. I mean, it's probably lot Kelly's, that Kelly's like,
3: third best class ever, right? But, it would be like the w- best BK class.
0: And I will say that though. Twenty one four star, The bottom, the bottom half of Notre Dame's recruiting class in this cycle is light years better than Brian Kelly's bottom halves, right? Like, it, it, it is a lot better in that area. So, look, and Jude will remind us all, I'm sure, over the months. We don't know the fuck we're getting. Nobody does. No, Joe
3: all you know, Joe all right. I mean, what, what was Joel?
0: Right. So, you know, there's, there's always going to be a surprise and all that. Hopefully we have more uh, good surprises than bad surprises. Is, is Joe. All. Uh, but there's, there was, de- but there was definitely a recruiting uh, story that that was, uh, or a storyline or, or, a, or a route that could have been followed here that would have like, justified a lot of what uh, has happened at Notre Dame in the football program over the last year, the hiring of Marcus Freeman. And then the season we went through, like a lot of things would have been justified had two or three of those, uh, of those coveted uh, recruits sign with Notre Dame, right? Like it, it makes the, it makes the off season sing a little bit differently. Um, but that's not to say, but you're right. That's not to say, you know, you got to throw in the rest of this class in the, under the table because He's still got some really good, really, really good football players. Um, like four or five top 100 kids. That, that's a that's a big, that's good talent. You're bringing in as much good talent as you can, and you're you're doing it in the way that you want to do it. Maybe not the way Marcus Freeman wants to do it, but certainly the way Notre Dame wants to do it. Uh, so, whatever. All right. <clears throat> well, I think like we said, I think we will be back in the, the studio Tuesday night. Gentlemen, write that down on your calendar, yeah. Uh, yeah. which I'm will be listening. which which will be signing day eve, which will be interesting because um, uh, I can't record Wednesday night. Uh, but that'll be fun. Um, hopefully by then, uh, a lot of this nonsense uh, that's going on will just be done and over with. And we'll just have a, a much better picture of what it is and hopefully moving into um you know just a week from now having a better picture about what the portal um uh, is gonna look like for Notre Dame. That won't become completely clear until after the bowl season because there's still guys that are gonna jump in the portal that are playing games this uh, over the next few weeks. So it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. Uh watching Notre Dame basketball, just muck it up is, is fun. Ugh. That's that makes for a rough thanks for a rough one. All right. Were we well, not supposed all... to lose to
2: Marquette? Was Weird. that not something that was supposed to happen? Oh, yeah. Guess not. Uh,
3: I mean, I would argue well, that I mean, the, Marquette we, better,
2: the, the Marquette
3: loss was better than the Q's yeah. loss, right? Yeah. Yes. It the
2: was. Q's loss was unforgivable. Uh,
0: Dame, Notre Dame was underdogs uh, in the Marquette game. Uh, but they also played much worse than, than Vegas even thought. Uh, it is, man, it is going to be a, I, I just can't, I got in my, I keep thinking that Notre Dame is like starting to find themselves a little bit like little pieces within, within that, that like, and at this, some point it's going to come is my, together, this is Mike
3: Bray, but this is what Mike Bray is like, this is what Mike Bray's been like the entirety that he's been there. You're like, Oh, they're going to start figuring it right. out now. And then they just, they, they just basically don't other than the elite eight year.
0: I mean, the the telltale is like how much they've struggled against much much lesser competition going in. Even the wins have just been like they've been tough. Like every win has been a battle except for Michigan State, which makes no sense. Well, because Uh,
3: Michigan State makes sense because (laughs) Michigan State was a mash unit where half their roster is injured.
0: True. But still, like that still doesn't explain uh, going to the wire Lipscomb and shit like that, you know, Uh, having a huge lead on Boston. And then watching that piss away, making it a game in the last few minutes. Uh, very Navy like, uh, if you will. Did we, did we say our, our goodbyes to coach Ken on the last game last pod? No, I was going to mention that
3: is that I, and I'm, because I'm, I don't think he was gone yet. Um, we didn't mention the fact that all of the old guard of Notre Dame villains is gone now. Like David Shaw's gone. gone. Yeah. Kenny Matalolo gone, gone, they left him at the docks. I would assume they fired him after the game, like Lane Kiffin.
0: Right. They did it right after the game.
3: Yeah. They fired him at the docks. Like, they were getting ready to board the ship to go back. And they just, they left him there.
1: Incredible.
0: Incredible Hebrews. So. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, well, good luck, Coach Ken. Uh, someone said it other than me, but if Notre Dame was smart, they would just give coach Ken a, uh, animals job, analyst job. For the uh, one game a year. Have right him now. deal with it. Yeah. uh, Hey, they did that with, uh, with Bob. Um, Oh God, I can't think of his name. Uh, he, he coached DBs for Notre Dame. Uh, came from Iowa. Uh, Oh my God. Oh yeah. Yeah. Bob Elliott, right? Bob Elliott, Yeah. Bob Elliott. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Bob, Elliott, that was his, Remember that was his one job in 2011 was to stop the option after you know the dismantling of, that we took 10, in 2010.
3: Yeah. And and once again it gives another opportunity for our podcast to say Chet is uh, Chet Gladchuck <laughs> the AD of, of Navy uh, zigs when we when we want him to zag.
0: Exactly exactly. All right well. It's a madhouse of college football, and we'll be here for it. Uh, make sure you check it out the site, one foot down. One foot down on Twitter for all the spicy hot takes, I guess. Um, <laughs> for all the truth uh, that you're going to get, uh, professional truth. That's about it. So for Jude, for Brendan, for everybody over at the site, thanks for listening, and as always, go Irish.